Welcome to episode two of the Good Grief, Good God Show, hosted by Grammy nominee and Emmy award-winning hit songwriter Brad Warren of the Warren Brothers. I'm producer Matt Pivotel. I'm excited to bring to you monthly on the first and third Tuesdays in both audio and video, raw, honest conversations about surviving things that suck. For today's episode, Brad welcomes Nashville Hall of Fame songwriter, five-time songwriter of the year and five-time Grammy nominee, who has also been awarded twice the coveted CMA Triple Play Award for three number one songs in one year, Jeffrey Steele. Jeffrey shares in common with Brad not only being in recovery for over a decade, but also shares every parent's worst nightmare of losing a child. Jeffrey's son was tragically killed in an ATV accident 15 years ago. Jeffrey brings an incredible amount of wisdom to any commentary on the music business, but even more so about finding the good in grief. For more information about Jeffrey, Brad, and the show, check the description where you'll find a clickable link to visit goodgriefgoodgodshow.com and finally help support the show by sharing with your friends, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a nice big old five-star The Good Grief, Good God Show is brought to you in memory of Sage Michael Warren. Here's episode two. Enjoy. I couldn't wait to turn 50 because for a guy in my 40s, I I looked okay. But for a guy in my 50s, I looked pretty good. You do. (laughs) I mean, I I have no problem turning into an old man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, A lot of people are like, oh, my God. Well, you're crushing it, so that helps. Well, but, but, but. You know, being a grandpa and all that, dude, it's like, it's, it's a whole nother, it's a whole, like, I earned it, like, kind of thing. I agree. So, I agree. I am not at all, like, um, it's funny, I was going to save till the end, but I did, I, I was going to ask you the last thing I was going to ask you, but I'll start with it instead, because I don't have a format. Like, how do you, (laughs) this is going to sound funny, how do you wind this down? I'm wondering for me, like, how do you wind this, like, what, what is it? What do you mean, like, like? His career, songwriting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit, you know the answer to that. <laughs> you fucking don't. <laughs> I can still get a record deal, man. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. We have to retain hope. Like, every time I that. talk to Ira Dean, I'm like, dude, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Let's just write a fucking song, dude. See, I'm just wondering if I'm we making could a new just, record for. If, uh, if I could just be a guy, shithead records. It's like, fuck. Stop already. So we don't, you don't wind down. You just, I, I always know. say this is the only job you could be retired for two years we, before uh, you know it. We, uh, uh, we bought a farm out in Giles County, like in the middle of freaking nowhere. And like, yeah, man, I, I'm reading all these books on how to make honey and, you know, always wanted, you know, we used to have a garden when, when all the kids were younger and all that. And, and, um, Really want to have a you know room for all kinds of shit, going a big barn, all kinds of shit. And you're going to be Farmer Jeffrey. Yeah, and, and 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 so we and and then you know we're we've been on the road this summer, literally the whole summer we've been on the road, and and uh, the you know, two of us just traveled together, and and um, I was like, well, you realize if we really wanted to do a farm, we'd have to stay home, hire somebody <laughs> oh, oh. to do it for us, <laughs> and we could go over there and hang out like on the weekend or something. So what do you do? Like, like, and the, you know, and what my, my first thought, there was like, there was like this old kind of like, I don't know if it's a slave cabin, but there's like this old cabin there on the property. And, you know, the first thing you do when you get, I'm like going, hmm, I could insulate that and probably put a little console studio. in there and have a little yeah. studio, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, you know, you know, yeah, but, I, I mean, um, so I don't know if I want to though. And, but I think, but you morph, I think you morph, like you're morphing right now and, and, and life, uh, that's the thing now too with me. It's like uh, God's kind of. I'm just asking, what do you want me to do? You know, I have this gift, 
you know, what do I do with it now? What do I, now that I know that I have it, you know, I've been abusing it for 40 years and, and, and on the other side for four, you know what I mean? Like now, what do I do with it? Like, like show me what to do and, and, and show me how to get all the people that were afraid. Like I was like, I was afraid so much. I was afraid of, you know what I mean? And, and, well, and, that's, that's an interesting. And I pray that every night when I go up to play, like, you know, it's 25 people, it's, you know, 5,000 people, whatever the hell it is. I, I, I just say a prayer every night, like help me communicate something. That's more than just me going up and singing a song, you know, like, and so I think, you know, you get older and you start getting more, you know, like you're thinking about stuff more. Authentic vulnerability. You are literally, I, I, I remember, I remember when your son passed, we've known each other before that. And then I, I saw you at the BMI awards, whatever. And then I, I saw, I saw you destroyed, like just, just body language. You just, I could just see it. And then, you know, I didn't see you for a couple of years. We, people come weaving it out. And then I saw you like resurrect yourself. I don't even, I don't even know what the process of that was like, but yeah, we, we, I, we reinvent ourselves every segment. Like we're, we're uh, four days or five days from being empty nesters. Um, oh man. And so uh, it's, it's like new era time. <laughs> what are we yeah. And, and that's what happened to us. And what happened to us was, um, same thing, you know, all the kids were out of the house now. And um, my, my crazy story is my dad, my dad always wanted to be a singer songwriter. So I don't know how that stuff plays into life, but he, he was a machinist and he raised five kids. In California? Grew, he grew up in Hollywood, California. My dad was a blue collar guy, but he always wanted to be a singer songwriter. And he had his guitar and he played his songs every day when he came home from where he used to have the song titles painted on his guitars. Was he good? Uh, he was all right. He was all right. My mom could sing a ton. She would never sing. She was a, she she would never sing in a band or anything. She just sang in the house. It was an amazing voice. My dad was okay, but he could he could he could he had actually had one song charted about '66 back in the eight, early '80s or late '70s maybe. And uh, anyway, um, that was kind of my my and, and my journey with my dad was you know he fired me and he didn't want me to cut my fingers off. And, and he, he goes, you need to go play that guitar, you know? And, and, and I'm like, you can't fire me. I'm, I'm in the family. I mean, I'm doing a good job. He, he goes, you're going to cut those fingers off. I go, yeah, but I want to, he goes, ah, your brother, your brother's a caveman. He'll take care. Cause it was a real Neanderthal sort of job. And, and then I left and I was pissed. I, I was pissed off at him and I left and, you know, you join a band and you're out there on the road and you're playing everything. And, and then two years down the road, I'm playing all over America in this little three-piece band, you know, cover tunes. And he gets sick and I, you know, I find out he's sick. And I, you know, I miss like the last two years of his life because I'm out there playing my guitar. So I got even more mad. And 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 as that morphed into um, his his other dream was to, uh, to to buy an RV when he retired and and, and travel the country you are doing his and i'm thing. literally <laughs> living his dream right now me and my wife and 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 you know us guys we were on the road forever you know i was on the road with, with boy howdy and a bunch of other things i did for you know 15 20 years and and um and a lot of regrets you know i i all those regrets you know my son was a a young boy during that era and and um uh i i missed a lot of a lot of great memories because you know, like we weren't, everybody wasn't taking their families on the road. Like, like now everybody yeah, just yeah. takes everybody with yeah. them and you know the deal. And, 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 um, 
So there, yeah, yeah, and so so there were there were a lot of uh, regrets of 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 how I went down that road when I when I look at that, but th but then I look again and I go, hey man, th this is my road, and and I'm made I'm made to do something with it now, and now I see that or where I, I could never see, you know, I could never have known that in 1980 or 1990 or 2000. Yeah. You and know. kids watch more than they listen. There's something about watching you go take something and and, and becomes wh whatever it is, whatever it is that you're becoming. I interestingly think that you uh and I, I'm this is not this is not a patronizing comment at all. It's truly my brother and I talk about it all the time, but you literally you changed the sound of country radio. You did. Um it's your fault. You son of a bitch. <laughs> it's, it's like there was, there's no bro country. I don't even want to claim that, but you started the fast phrasing. No one ever did that in yeah. this format. We moved to town and it wasn't happening. And then you kind of came along. So if you had, if you hadn't, by the way, I don't know that the, in the scheme of things in God's plan, how important country radio is, I don't know. But the, the fact is that your journey through being on the road, your decision to stay in Nashville and become a songwriter is all this thing. And it, it's, it's, I mean, it sounds corny, but it's touched a lot of people. And and your children have all got to see that. And Alex is watching it now from where he is. I don't. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, back then, a lot of rocks were thrown at me. And, you know, I, you, I tell these infamous stories now of like playing a song like back in the day I wrote this song called Chrome which Trace Atkins recorded I, I played it for back in the day before Trace had heard it you know I'm, I'm, I'm playing it in the bar and people are going this is the coolest song and then I'd play it for the guys at the record companies and they, they would shut it off 10 seconds in and they go and nobody we, likes we, that kind of song but the people yeah and they, would tell, <laughs> they would tell me we need our singers singing not talking that's what they would say to me and they'd kind of throw the throw the cassette back at me and all I know is I'd go into the bar and I'd go into the club and people were digging it. And, and I was digging it. And I was just trying to write stuff. You know, I, I grew up in, in Hollywood. I wasn't trying to fool anybody. I, I grew up in Hollywood in a Zeppelin cover band as a teenager on the Sunset Strip, for God's sakes, wearing a kimono and platform shoes. And I discovered country music through my dad. He just kept beating me over the head. And then I ended up in Bakersfield for a while. And then I was a byproduct of that, um, you know, Dwight Yoakam was in L.A. Mm -hmm. in the 80s. And mm -hmm. I was in that scene with Lauderdale and Buddy Miller and Lucinda Wayne. We were all part of that scene chasing Dwight around. And 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 uh, it was either that or hanging out with Brett Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to rock to a certain was, extent. You were going to rock at some point. It was, yeah. yeah you, you, and that's another part of it. You brought a lot of that, you know, uh, you, uh, Bob DePiro, and there was... But there's definitely a different sound to country music after. Well, I think it's a thank you, right? I, I, I don't know. I just figured, I just figured, all I knew at the end of the day is somehow I had to do me. Yeah. The best me. Yeah, I, I was not going to be better than Merle Haggard. At Merle Haggard be stuff. Bigger than Robert Flint. You know, like I had yeah. to be me. The best me, whatever but that you're was. You're better at being Robert Plant than Merle Haggard would have been. And you're better at being Merle Haggard. <laughs> and you're better at being Merle Haggard than Robert Plant would have been. So you're the only guy I've seen. Well, I hear, okay, so I, I have a quote for everybody that I have on here. I want to, and I, that's made me think about your quote. So this quote I found for you says, uh, truly confident people don't need to prove anything. They focus on giving their value instead of announcing it. And like, and I don't know how long we've known each other, but 20 plus years, whatever. I've never heard you talk about how great you are. <laughs> never. <laughs> I haven't said a word because you don't have to. 
it's I have never heard you disparage another writer, but I have seen you blow some people off the stage sweetly just with what you do. You don't announce it. It's, it's uh, Michael Delaney calls it. He's showing off for God. Because I'm showing off for God. <laughs> I, I, honestly, brother, I, I, I just I, I, I have gifts and, and I and, and I know I do and I know I'm blessed and, and um, I love doing it so much. And that's, you know, to your earlier question about where do we roll from here? I still love it so much. And I still get such a kick out of um, people loving it. And, and and not more than that, like with my whole story, I, I was so afraid for a while to go out and play. And, and, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want people to come to me and say, you know, Hey, I, uh, sorry. You know, or what's the classic, you know, um, the classic line. I know how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, um, sorry for your loss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, which to me at the time was like Charlie Brown. Say teacher? anything? Could you not say that? Could you not say that? Could you not have to like stick a knife in me and remind me that I lost somebody and that and that I'm dying every day? Can, can, do you have to do that? Can, can't you just hug me? And I mean, I mean, right? And but then I realized. Then I realized. I wrote a song about it too with Chris Wallen years later uh, called Unbroken People. And um, Oh, I heard that. The, great. The, yeah. things, the things unbroken people say, like, how the hell would they know? You don't know until you know. And I didn't know until I knew. And that's a great story. John Huey, who I'm sure you know, booking agent in town, he lost his son. And uh, he's been Amy Grant's booking agent forever, mm. since the beginning. Forever. And when he lost his son, she knocked on his door. He answered the door. She gave him a hug, and they sat down on his porch. And they didn't, neither one of them said a word for two hours. And he said, "Man, she knew the perfect thing to say, which is just nothing. Just be there." Um, but you don't know till you know. And I, I my news—it's actually I get better at it all the time. I just, but we we play a lot of corporate gigs. I love it. I love gigging again. It's been so much fun. We're literally mm -hmm. making about half our income. Yeah, play. it's just been fun. We're traveling, but. Inevitably, you meet people that you've never met that don't know anything about you, but that you're a songwriter and you've written a few hits and they listen to your stories and hits. And afterwards, they want to talk to you. And we talk to them and I love meeting new people and talking to them. And inevitably, they will say, do you have kids? And I say, yes. And they say, how many? And I say three because I have three kids. I don't have two. I have three. And if they say, how old are they? I, I may even give them the how old are they, but what, what do they do? And I say, well, I have one in heaven, one in college and one in high school. I got to have to change that because one graduated from college and one from high school. It's a great answer, though. And It's a great answer. And I used to be concerned, I'm only a few years in this, but I used to be concerned about ruining their night because I just ruined their night. And I don't give a shit anymore. It's, it's, if it ruined you, you shouldn't have asked or, or it's okay to ask. But it's okay. I can't lie to you and tell you something's not there. And um, this, I have this group of guys that uh, I still got to get you to come to that. But um dads that have lost kids oh you've told me or, you've told me 10 that, or 15 yeah. guys it's just and uh just discussing with them like what do you say and we all kind of like agreed like yeah you tell them how many kids you have not how many yeah. are living on this yeah, earth i have four yeah and you always will and um i, I don't begrudge the people that don't know what to say i, I someone told my you can't, yeah you can't someone told my middle son he said uh and sweet person didn't mean it. well you're the oldest now I mean, at the funeral, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. It's well, like, you know, and that, and again, unbroken people. And, and then you find out, then you find out that, um, a lot of those people are broken. Yeah. And they had, they do have their own story. And that's what I figured out. So what I, I was 
you know, the whole thing about you're afraid, like, especially with a song like What Hurts the Most, you know, I'm singing that every night and I'm not singing that song anymore. It's, it kills me to sing it now. And for one thing, and, and, um, uh, but then I started, I started setting it up different. I started talking about Alex and I started talking about, you know, because invariably there's somebody sitting out there who's gone through something. And that's what, and, and when I pray about it, I, you know, I'm like, I want somebody to find me that either uh, knows something about you that I don't know yet or is afraid of you. So I can help them or they can help me. Somebody's helping somebody in this exchange. There's going to be a positive exchange that comes out of this darkness, you know, so, so I will, uh, I'll set the song up as this thing and, and talk about, uh, my son. And then invariably at the end of every show, somebody will come up just, you know, completely glassy eyed and, you know, tears coming down and, oh my God, you know, we just lost our boy. We just lost our daughter. Um, I just lost my, you know, whatever, whatever. And we'll sit there and we'll talk and we'll hug and we'll bond. And, and that God's telling me that's what the show is now. That's what your gig is now. That's, it's bigger. And here's the thing too. I've, I found that, um, and this is a big one because this is a big one because we're no more special than anybody else. People have lost. I mean, you think of people in other countries right now that are just trying to stay alive that are, you know, you know, the, the situation is so dire uh, and people are suffering everywhere. And, and, we're suffering and we're going to suffer for the rest of our lives. And, and, and I've come to the conclusion that we have to, we have to take the suffering. We have to take our suffering. And the point of the suffering, I think, is to give it to somebody else and, and turn it into something good for somebody else, like to make it a smile because they're out there, man, they're everywhere. There's people out there that are so miserable. They're so hurt. They're so broken. Um, they're everywhere and they're smiling just like we are and we don't know their stories. And, and I, and I found through the, in the last 15 years now, it took a while to get me, get me there. But, um, you know, um, every night I get up there, I, I'm, I'm, my radar's on, I, I'm, I'm hoping I, I hit somebody with an arrow, you know? See, I haven't gotten to the point where I can, where I can say it in, on the mic afterwards. You have to I get people. And I've done, I've done a few podcasts and things that people have heard about Sage and, and talk about the story. I have a group of guys that we meet and I have, but for some reason, the, the corporate gig, I haven't brought it into the, you know, the pinnacle bank staff is there. And, uh, and I want to, Actually, I just don't know if uh, it'll find its way. It, it'll find its way. It's, find it's two years versus fifteen. Yeah, I mean, tell me, I just because I want to know, like what what what's different between right now than it was fifteen? I'm fourteen. Fourteen is, years ago. Yeah, my life has completely changed. Alex would be going on, getting ready to go on thirty. It's amazing, and you know, you see, like I see all of his friends growing up with kids, and it, it you know, I'll not tell you. Yeah, he was thirteen and a half, so. He 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 uh, was right there, turning into a man. He was just starting to turn into a man, you know. And and um, and he was my only boy, and he was the most amazing boy. And every parent says that, but he was a musical talent, his athletic talent, uh, his filmmaking skills. At like ten years old, he had these really crazy skill sets. And and so you know, you, you just I keep thinking about all that stuff. I've got all these little things, um, I, and I and I and I, if, I hope I'm not. I'm probably spinning off the question. No, no. The question already, but. no, the difference between 15 years. Okay. Now all of it's pertains. Okay, this, yeah, so this great. place, so, so like, 
recently, well, probably it's probably six years ago now, but we we um, we are going to move out of our house. We've been in, living in the same house since we moved here. We just have a little house in a subdivision. We never moved out. We have the same house we've always had. Um, we still can't believe how big our yard is because we came from California with a postage stamp backyard. So we're still mesmerized by that. So, but but at some point we were like, God, you know, it's getting so crowded down here. Maybe we should move up closer to town. So we were looking at a house and we almost bought it. And, and then we decided that we just stay because we wanted to get away from the memories. We wanted to get out of there. It was just too much. And so we decided, hey, let's maybe just, you know, we'll fix up the house a little bit, blah, 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 blah. So um, we, Stephanie wanted to do this, uh, uh, like kind of like Italian looking covering on the bricks because it's a red brick house, just typical red, little red brick house. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one day the workers were out there and they're putting the stuff on. And, and my boy had, uh, he would make these movies. I built him a skateboard park in the backyard where the basketball court we had, we had and he, we built, turned it into his massive ramps everywhere. Like it was pretty awesome. <laughs> so I would like, like download the plans from the internet. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. So and vicarious. Yeah. You drill myself in the arm. You know? <laughs> and, and he had well, to you pull, built it. And he, yeah, I built it and he had to pull the drill out of me and, 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 Oh my God. And we were, we would stay out there till three in the morning. We, we had these light things put in cause he would just love to skate. And we painted like a bullseye on this one uh, half pipe. And, and um, so anyway, he would make these movies with his friends and uh, you know, skate movies. And, and um, so as this guy was painting up the house, there, there was, there was a, the title of the movie and then his name and his buddy's name under it, you know, produced and directed by, he wrote it on the bricks and I'd never seen it. And you know, I like, like God, Don't paint God that. gives you those little yeah. gifts of like, oh. you know, it, that little thing. It was like, oh my God, oh my God. And the guy was, I swear he's this close to rubbing it over with the stuff. I go, hey, 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 leave those alone. Leave those three bricks. So we got this whole gold colored house now. Three red and there's bricks. three little bricks <laughs> and it says, you know. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah, there's a, there's there's a uh, the, the fence out of our yard. There's a wrought iron by this brick, and and Sage helped my father in law paint before. Yeah, like like two months before he, he died, and uh, he was out there painting and sloppy as hell. And there's there's uh, there's white paint on the wrought iron, and I love it. I never ever would paint over that white paint all over the wrought iron. That looks terrible. But and there's there's crazy things like we we bought him some new furniture. Uh, at some point, and he he carved his name in it, and my wife was so mad at him. She goes, "We just bought that furniture." She's so happy he did it. Yeah, and his name's in it. Little, you know, and and you start, you know, you don't you don't like desperately hold on to it, but you just kind of go. It, it changes your perspective of how you looked at things back then. Too, you're going, you know what, man, all that stuff. You know, you can't sweat stuff like that. You know, it, it, but. But I think I found like up up until now, like you know, getting into the fifteenth year, um, it's 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 a it's an honor thing I carry now. Um, I want to do good for him. Mm -hmm. um, I want to do good for my family. I want to be the best guy that I can be. And uh, uh, you know, we started this amazing charity. Uh, but, but it's been we've ha had going since he's passed. It's, it's our fifteenth year this year. And that's morphed into this amazing deal, man. It's like, you know, we're building, 
We're building skate parks with Tony Hawk in cities that might not get skate parks for kids that don't play baseball and football, the kids that don't have anywhere to go. Uh, 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 we do a scholarship program where these kids, these especially kids that are at risk, uh, they get a skate deck and they and they get to go skate free in a skate park. But if they don't keep their grades up, they get skateboard taken away. And when, if they get through the program, they have to mentor the next kids that are coming in. So there, there, so there's a little bit of growing up that happens. And there's like guys that have, you know, come in in really bad shape. Like one guy just joined the police department. He was like just a street thug, and now he's a cop. And and um, so there's stories like that. And so you so you start seeing results. And I gotta tell you, if and you just shut me up. I'll, you know me. I'll just keep talking all night long. No, no. But, that's what I want. Um, uh, you start like I got. I got sober. Yeah. I can't speak to that enough. After Alex, two thousand nine. So two years later, and I got sober. How was that? Two, how was that first two years? It was pretty miserable. Yeah. Um, I was a pretty good drinker. Uh, it's pretty good. Professional. Nobody would know it. I, I would never drink in a bar, but only on stage. But I drank the whole bottle, you know. I uh, I was really good, and and uh, and after he died, I really got good, and uh, and I just had a I had the literally the come to Jesus thing, and and um, my whole life was just caving in, it was caving in. I was and it was at the, you know, I I was it was a pinnacle. I was like I was like the songwriter of the year for the fifth time, and and I'm sitting at a table with with Carrie Underwood and Jessica Simpson, and you know what I mean, and. And and all the and all these hot looking chicks are all at my table. The the fifth time I won, you know, and 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 uh, uh, um, and my boy was dead. That's where I saw you. It was the BMI Awards, yeah. and that was that was and it's like, what am I doing? What is this? You know. So so and 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 as that evolved in 2010, I was a year sober. This is my classic story. Um, I was a year sober and I was going to get my chip. My home group was down in Florida. I didn't want anybody to know that I was drinking. Really anonymous. Like nobody knew. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember, you so know, I went to Florida. We're, you know, we there was place. one guy surprised when I got sober. Yeah. My dealer. Your dealer. <laughs> swear. <laughs> really? Are you sure? So I was getting my chip. It's a big deal. Getting my one-year chip was impossible. It was impossible for me. And, and, um, I, I was I was in my I was in my Jeep going to the meeting in Florida, rush hour, right around quarter to five. It was at a five o'clock meeting. And I pulled off the side of the road. I just had this thing come over me. And I was like, fuck this. Fuck this. It was 2010. If you remember the flood, our, yeah, yeah, our yeah. house got yeah. just five feet of water. My boy was gone. Uh, had a stalker after me. You know, trying to extort me. Just true. So I mean, and it, and it was a product of my shitty living. You know, and 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 it was all just a. I mean, dude, boom, 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 right? Just coming like you know, like an avalanche on top of me. And so I pull off on the side of the road, going to get my my one year chip, and I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to get a fucking bottle right now, and I am going to guzzle the whole. I'm going to get drunker than I've ever been. In my life, um, if you don't show your face to me right now, I, I, you got to show me a sign and you got to make it something that I know. I got to know it's you. I got to know it's you. I got to know without a doubt you're here to let me know that everything's going to be okay and that there are blessings in this because I ain't seeing none of that. And um, <laughs> and then I and then I completely forgot what I what I was screaming about. And I'm sitting there smoking a little cigar, sitting there and you know holding in, my steering in the wheel. Car. 
in my Jeep, and, and, and all of a sudden, there's a knock on my window, just, just like that. I mean, poof. And of course, as we do, I'd completely forgotten what I was screaming about. I just was in this weird zone, like, okay, I got to go to my meeting, and I'm just trying to gather myself, and, and you know, there's a knock on my window, and there's this young kid, and I, and I, and I, I said, make it as obvious as you can. And you know, I'm, I'm really into cycling, uh, mountain biking and road biking. I've been doing it all my life. Uh, I broke my two front teeth on a bicycle in a BMX race. Uh, all my life, I've been making bikes, working on bikes, uh, pedaling bikes, uh, building them for friends on the road, you know, like customized, build, even build wheels. That's how geeky I am with it, right? I know everything about it, all the technology. And uh, so that's why I said, you make it as obvious as you can make it. And so... I look at this kid. He's like a kid. He looks like he can't be more than 16 years old. And, 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 and he's on this bike. And it's a red, it's the shiniest red paint job I've ever seen. And I'm in the middle of Florida on the, you know, expressway or, or the, you know, big five-lane road at, you know, rush hour. And, and um, all the cars are going by. And it's got lights and, and reflectors and flags. And I, I mean, lights and things in the rims that on light up all over it. And, and, and I look at him, and the first thing I say is, hey, I don't have any money. <laughs> I roll my window up. <laughs> you got nice reflectors. I'm not giving you anything. And he, he knocks again. And I'm like, dude. I'm like, seriously. I'm like, you know, what are you, what are you, leave me alone. You know, and, and he looks at me. He goes, are you okay? And, I, and I'm like, yeah, fine. I roll my window up. He knocks for a third time. And I look over, like, you know, what the hell? And, and. Uh, I said, "Hey, I'm okay." He goes, "Are you sure you're okay? Do you you need? Can I help you in any way? Are you are you okay?" And it's so random because cars are just flying by, and who stops? I mean, who stops, right? And so I turn around a fourth time, and he's gone, and and, and I can't even explain to you what this bike looked like because because that's my thing, right? And so I turn around, and he's gone, and there's nowhere. It's Florida, you know. It's flat. It's palm trees. There's nowhere this guy can go in my sight line where I can't turn 360 and see him going off in some direction and still see him going into the distance because it's- And see the craziest bike you've ever seen in your yeah, life. There's yeah, there's just no way. Yeah. And he's poof gone. And, 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 then it, and, then, and all of a sudden I got this chill over me. That's exactly what I just was screaming about. That's, that's what you were screaming about. And so- Hey, boy, it just like smacked me in the head, dude. And and um, I went to my meeting. I got my chip. I never looked back. It's been 14 years since I, awesome. or uh, 14 years this year, uh, coming up uh, that I haven't had a drink. And and um and 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 it's not even that. It's not even that. It's it's what it's what that moment did to me. And it was letting me know, you know, from there, um, I met. You start meeting people like through my charity. I started meeting other charities. Started meeting good people. The world is full of really good people. And, you know, our business, we're, we're just trying to protect ourselves from these people that are just trying to take advantage of us all the time. And, and, and we're just trying to, you know, raise our families in a weird business that's, you know, that's trying to, you know. Where bad behavior is celebrated. And not, yeah, it's all not celebrated and, 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 yeah. and they're flying the flags for it. So, uh, and I just kept meeting more and more and more people as, and as time got, went by, um, that turned into me, uh, meeting this preacher who, uh, uh, I was going through a little bit of a health thing a few years ago, uh, which I think was a product of just trauma and, and undealt with trauma. My, my youngest daughter, um, um, 
really, really suffered the most. Uh, um, she kind of, she kind of took a really bad turn after all this. She blamed herself. She was there with Alex or something. No, I can't well, remember the day. She was, was, was going to, they were going to be sleeping at the same person's house that night. And she ended and up. And he, going, he was on an ATV at a friend's house. Yeah, and they and, were, well, they were going to go to this uh, one guy's house. They're going to sleep over the both of them. And then she ended up going somewhere else. And then he ended up going somewhere else. And, and, and then he wanted to come sleep at the house. I said, well, yeah, come back and sleep at our house. Uh, that's fine by me. I'll come and get you. And, and then, and then he ended up, well, I'm just going to stay here tonight and I'll be back. He had a basketball game. We, I was a coach and all that. We had a game the next day. It was that it was just another day, another day. And so she, she, um, I think she really felt a lot of weight from, from not being with him that night and, and then them splitting up. And then the next day it happened. But, um, so anyway, I, I was so busy with my newfound sobriety, chasing her down a rabbit hole, trying to save her and keep her alive because I didn't want it to happen again. Yeah, yeah. Surely God, surely you wouldn't do that again, but you know, you're, you, yeah, you so can't I, help so but worry. I, so I had so much trauma that I, I, we never grieved. Me and Stephanie, we, we didn't really get to grieve Alex because we were trying to fix her, trying to, which we couldn't do. You know, you know the deal. It's sobriety. You can't fix it. So, and she was a kid. She was, you know, 15 at the time. But you're going to try. <laughs> so I'm making this a long story. I'm sorry, but. Um, no, it's supposed to be a long story. But uh, my health got a little funky. I had this thing from the trauma that I held in forever. So what, what did it, what did it manifest? I mean, I was like? having breathing issues. I was having so much stress. I was having uh, uh, stomach issues. Um, um, just think I've never been sick a day in my life, you know. And I was riding my bike. I was riding my bike a hundred miles a day at one point and, and like three days in a row. And, and my doctor's like, is that fun? <laughs> I said, I don't know anymore. I don't know. I'm just doing it because I, it's like a Zen. It's the only place I can go where I'm not it, thinking about everything, yeah. every single second of the day. And, and, and um, he goes, well, I, I think you're, you're, you're killing yourself with it. You know, and, and, and so all those little things of reevaluation, um, uh, and then all these people that I've met have got me to this place 15 years later where, uh, you know, I started a prayer group with, I got a hundred guys in it now, and I've seen the most amazing things happen in this little text prayer group, like things ha happen and you can say coincidence, you can say whatever you want, but I know. Yeah, but see, like God knows biking is your thing. He's yeah. going to put this crazy bike and a kid yeah. that's going to knock on your window. And it's, oh, yeah, you know, you can live as though nothing is a miracle or as though everything is a miracle. I I'm pretty much everything's a miracle. My wife saw an angel. There's no doubt about it. I had a yeah. conversation in Lowe's. It's a story that may maybe for another day. We had a, a – Yeah, oh, tell me. We had a – I mean, the week of stage – there's a phone sitting in the console – as we're driving from the cemetery and the phone, just her phone, and it just lit up and it said, he's okay. Like if you were to say Siri, but no, <laughs> it just said he's okay. <laughs> and and there was no, cry. I've tried to say he's okay into a phone a thousand times. And yeah. I'm not sure what you're saying. Yeah. This phone just appeared with it. I get chilling right now thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, it's giving me chills, And, and it stayed on for like wow. 30 minutes. Like as we drove around and got lost in Franklin <laughs> because I couldn't, I mean, uh, the, the signs are there. I was going to like, like, so year one, it's like there's that, that broken leg and the swelling is around it. And then year two, it's like the swelling went away. I, we thought, I, I thought year two was going to be easier and it was actually harder for us. I'm in year three and um, 
I feel like I'm, I just said, God, you got to show me. And you, I like, not, not you have to make it. I've been sober 17 years. So I always had a really quiet agreement with God. You take one of my kids, I'm drinking. All bets are off. Don't, don't, don't mess. Well, ironically, it's never entered my mind. It's, it's not, um, it hasn't entered my mind. And, um, because there was substance involved in his thing, I just find myself just more and more angry with drugs and alcohol than anything really. Um, and I am getting to the place where, um, well, first of all, I told God, make it obvious. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. And that men's group that I stood, the dad's group was not for me so much, which I get, you know how it is. You serve yeah. and you get fed from it. Yeah. But there's, because I'm in recovery, I have people to talk to. I have a sponsor and I have sponsees. And there's a lot of honest dialogue that goes on between yeah. we recovery guys that regular dudes don't get. So I was meeting some dads that had lost kids and they had never talked about it. Four years, five years, never talked about it with, with guys. I'm like, well, that sucks. How, how do you? And so that being a reason to start that. And so I'm open to that, uh, whatever it is that God wants to do. But it started in the third year, like Sage played football at Father Ryan High School and baseball. And I drive by that high school every day, right? It's on 65. And I use... Sometimes I drive down 65 and rabbit hole into what if land, like your poor 15 year old daughter did with her brother. Mm-hmm. Well, what if this, what if that, and what if that? Yeah. And if I had, if only, yeah. and if only, and if only, and, and yeah. that's not, we can't do that. I already know that. And then lately I can pass by and just smile and say, yeah, he scored touchdowns on that. That was cool. Man, that was a great, and, and uh, take the good the good memories and actually enjoy there's pain even in those i'm grateful for the for some of the pain but like joy and suffering are kind of in the same not happiness but joy difference in that it's a weird thing and and to finish the story when i when i was going through all this stuff i i met this preacher and my daughter turned me on to and and um said you ought to get somebody to pray over you and so he prayed over me in uh, O'Charlie's parking lot with two other guys from the church, the elders, you know. And I, I had a moment. I had a moment in the parking lot at an O'Charlie's in Antioch. And um, um, that's what kind of solidified, you know, this is years later, and this kind of solidified uh, the road that I was on. But, but I mean, I mean, all that to say, um, uh you you just keep you just keep um, walking. You know, to your point, talking about the broken leg. You know, uh, I, I did an interview. I remember right after it happened, and somebody asked me, "What's it feel like?" And I said, "Well, I feel like you know, I'm came back from war, and I've I've lost my arms and my legs." And and someone's going, "Okay, get out there and go get them, kid. Get back out there and and go do it again. You know, like go show them. You know, and 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 um." So at some point you get to a, you, a place where you, 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 you go, okay, all I can do with this, this is never going to go away. And I'm, I'm not telling you that to, to no, I know. piss I, you I'm, off or, no, or I'm, make you I'm, sad. No, I'm already uh, there. Uh, it, it, it's an honor. And, and I think, and here's the thing that's really hard here for people to deal with. Um, in, this, in this sort of life, that we live, uh, and I call it the humanness of the life that we live. We're, we're all we're all doing it. We're all in it, and um, and 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 it, it's not righteousness, but it's like when you you start to realize that 
um, the whole idea of being down here is to try to get above the humanness and walk on a higher plane. And, and, and that's what makes us do good and make good choices. And, and, um, and that's why we pray. We, we don't pray for miracles and stuff. You know, we expect that to happen. We, you know, we know, I believe miracles are going to happen. I mean, we pray to stay in like a constant state of elevation. It's, 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 it's like writing songs every day. You pray every day to stay in that zone. And, and, and that, and you know what I mean? And I think that, you know, your son, my son, Casey's son, and I got a little bit story on that. Um, I mean, it's all good, man. It, we're, we, th- what we're doing down here is just bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's all such bullshit. And, and, you know, another car, another house, you know, another bathroom. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? We're, we're not like, human beings. Having, we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. It it's lights exactly everything what it up. Is. And, and I always tell people, and they look at me like, what the? He's okay. He's off the deep end now. But, you know, I'm a big, I'm really big into astronomy. Uh, 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 I love uh, looking at the planets and the stars and I'm just universe- Love it all. Like I got a You're huge, like the coolest nerd ever. I'm the coolest nerd ever. But I got this huge telescope in my backyard. I used to make the kids like on Halloween when they come to the house, I used to make them look through the telescope like at Saturn. Yeah. And then the parents are go, oh, that's not really Saturn. He's got a little picture in there. I go, dude, it's fucking Saturn. Come on, man. Don't fucking ruin your kid's childhood. <laughs> and I would make them look or they couldn't have candy, that kind of thing. Yeah. You're like, if you look, I'll give you the candy. I'll give you the Snickers after you. I want you to know that there's, there's shit up there. Yeah. And and so so it, it sounds nutty and it sounds like a just you know you he's he lost his kid he lost his mind right but um we're in we're in like this tremendous gravity you know we've got these planets that are spinning around and if if Jupiter came out of its orbit the Earth would fly out you know you know what I mean all that if there was a way for the anything to go wrong with the gravity pull. We'd be, we'd, it would be over. We wouldn't have to worry about climate change and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not that worried about it. But <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm from Florida. Like, my like point is, and I'm, I'm going off the rails here, but my, no, point, no. my point is, is that we are obviously, these are not our bodies. They're rentals. Mm-hmm. We're not taking these with us. They're going to turn into ash, go back into the ground, right? They're not our bodies. Um, we are just in them. Our souls are in them. And the, the gravity, I don't know anything more than you do about all the science and all the stuff. I know a lot of stuff, but I just know that we're being held down. We can't jump more than 18 inches off the ground. We are being completely squished down in this gravity. And we don't exit the gravity until we leave our bodies. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and it, It's going off the rails Have here. Have you but- heard of Mary C. Neal, the yeah. author? Okay, the, the Seven Lessons from Heaven. Seven lessons from I, heaven I'm, yeah. I'm reading it multiple times. Yeah. That that is everything my heart's ever told me is true about whatever. But the idea that yeah, we're spirit. I mean, of course we are. Yeah. The human spirit is way too strong for for just one lifetime, one body. Yeah, and I just don't think we could have crawled out of the water and evolved into these into this. I think you know if you look at us, we're designed like other creatures on the planet. But we have these amazing. We have we have brains that are, are as as expansive as the universe is. You know that we don't even know anything about really. We don't even really know anything about our brains. And that's going into a whole other conversation. But I just think that I just think that the soul is held down um, by this gravity and we're forced to live in this human, this humanness. And there is no good ending in the humanness. Death. We, we know that no for good sure. Ending. There's going to be, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to screw up. If you just try to live without anything above you, 
that's better than you, that's bigger than you, that that um, that guides you to to live a better life. Um, you just, you're going to be chasing the the you know the, the the material things, and 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 God forbid you have a tragedy that happens in your life that that makes you have to reevaluate that. But unfortunately, we're just it, it we're just we've gotten got to a place where that that's where we are now. People people just. Are, are stuck in that and they and and it's hard for them not everybody obviously but it's hard to rise above and try to see that there is something bigger up there that we have to aspire to and and you know and and that's kind of how I look at it now I just I have to try to keep not for me me even like I I, I want to show people that there is there is elevation there is something greater there is something greater well when you start something off with absolute death as a guaranteed end to it, we have to take a different, I would give anything to go back and live my whole adult life with the perspective I have after losing oh my, my gosh, right? You know, yeah. because like my wife's grandfather died after Sage at 97 years old. It's 97. At this moment, you and I sitting right here, he and Sage are exactly the same amount not here. It's just time. It's, it's time. That's so why I don't worry. I don't think there's time. And by the way, there's a lot of evidence that the people that have near-death experiences, there's just not time in there. So if I can quit worrying about time and worry about myself that I miss him, and I do miss him every day, and that's an honoring thing, but it has changed. How, if you took a, a, a long shot of my day, it might look close to the same, but right up close, completely different life, perspective, attitude, approach to things. Uh, lack of fear of doing what we're doing now. I'm not hosting a podcast on grief in any world other than this one right here. You know what I mean? I'm not being serious for more than five minutes in any world. Yeah. I've hated, I mean, I've flown all over the world terrified to fly. My wife and I are cracking up the other day. We're like, we do, man, we'll be bouncing all over the sky. Going, all right, whatever, man. Cool. Is that the door? Yeah. Is that the door to heaven? Because we'll walk through it right now. Yeah, a lot of those And there's a gone. freedom there's just a freedom in that, knowing that there is no, there is no, I say this all the time, there is no perfect day here for me. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. BMI Awards, Songwriter of the Year, fifth time, full of rock star women around you, yeah. and there's a huge hole in it. Yeah. And that is a freedom because I don't try to create the perfect day anymore. And I don't try to pretend like the perfect day is the perfect day. Mm -hmm. My two sons could be the opposing quarterbacks in the Super Bowl and tie. Mm -hmm. And it still wouldn't be the perfect day for me <laughs> because there's a third one that's not here. And we're all chasing that bullshit of the perfect day and it yeah. doesn't exist. Now that I know it doesn't exist, I can sit here in a moment at this table with you for the first time ever. Kind of like Jerry Seinfeld's last stand-up. He said, everybody's in a hurry to get somewhere. Like I'm sitting at the, at the Jerry Seinfeld concert going, yeah, if we leave early, we can get out of the parking lot so we can get out of here in time. Exactly. Like, I'm never where I am until now. My whole life, I have never been present, never been where my feet were, yeah. and uh, and that is a that is a miracle. And the bo bottom line is, we're 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 all born to leave. We're all leaving, you know. We're, we and we we've all bought into all these other theories and stuff about what's going on in the world right now. We're all leaving, you know. We're leaving, and and we and and, and, and people don't think about that because they don't go through the ultimate, you know torture and hurt of, you know, losing someone that's very close to you that you love. Um, they don't go through that. So you don't get that perspective. And I think, I think when you get that perspective, it's not like this, it's, it's not like, uh, and that's the thing too, like the, your first initial reaction is like, God's not looking out for me. It's like, you've been given a gift. I, I know it sounds really, really weird, but 
you have been picked. Trust. Like, he trusts me now. And I'll say this. I need you, man. I need you to help me. And I don't know if you see this, but there were things that happened in our lives, my, my, my wife and I, that led up to this point that got us prepared for this. I'm like, oh, that was training camp. I didn't realize that was training camp, but that was training camp. Tell me, tell me, tell me about your uh, Casey story. Well, um, this is so crazy. Casey Bethard. Yeah, Casey Bethard. Songwriting um, legend. And he, he's a, yeah, he's a legend and he's, I just love him and I always have. And, and, you know, all of us guys, we all hang out and we've all written together over the years and uh, some more than others. And, you know, you find your, you find your peeps and your groups and, 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 you know, you're all competing, but you're all, you know, you get the cut. And I'm like, dude, you know, I get the cut. Like, dude, but, 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 um, but, and, and, and within that, we're all competing and all that. But anyway, all that aside, um, so now when my boy crashes and a crazy thing was he, uh, his injury was to his heart. And if you knew my boy, he was like, he was on the, uh, he was on the bus with special kids. Mm. Um, he was with the little kids and he'd like, if, if a little kid came on the bus, he'd always be like, you know, you could see the fear in him. He'd like sit next to me, everybody in all of his friends and all, all the kids in school were like, He's like had the biggest heart of anybody I've ever known that I've ever met, and he he had like a, this other, you know, levels that that for a kid his age and all that. Um, so anyway, his injury was uh, to his heart, and that really uh, that really tore me up. And then you know you go through the whole process of uh, identification and all that stuff, and it's just it's a lot. It's a lot, man, and it's so much to process and so much trauma and um it's just so much trauma i don't have to tell you it's it's so much freaking trauma I, I, I still see every day i still see him there every day i still see it i still have you know it's 15 years later but i see it a little bit different now it comes now and 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 like you were saying i'm, I'm coming down the hill now age-wise <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, you know, i'm um and it, we're all getting out of here. Unless you're 100, going to be like 120. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, my, my mom just passed away actually at 99 and a half. So right. I, I, don't know, I don't know whose genes I have. My dad died really young. But um, uh, but anyway, so he he gets injured um, right in front of Casey Beathard's house. Are you kidding? Yeah, Casey Beathard's house. That's where he was. There's some property there, I think, that Billy Ray Cyrus mm -hmm. owned over there. Yeah. And the guy, the family, that the kid that was the kids that were with him and the dad, um, I guess they had access to the property and they they went out there and whatever. Um, that that was a long one too for me to get past all of that. That was a that was a long journey of forgiveness to I but I knew I had to. I knew I had to just go, hey man, nothing I can do, you know. Another story, but Anyway, um, so when it happened, it was way out in Thompson Station at the time, you know, so everybody's like, well, the only guy, you know, they heard some songwriter's kid got in this really bad accident and was life flighted to Vanderbilt. It's like, well, God, the only, the only kids that live out there that, that a songwriter, that would be Casey Bethard. Yeah. So they thought it was Casey's kid or one of Casey's kids. And then it turned out it was my boy, you know, so keep in mind that was 2007. And so I'm at the Bluebird the night somebody tells me that Clay got murdered. 
And I just immediately went, like, went in. It was the weirdest thing because, like I said, I, I, there was so much I didn't grieve because we, our daughter was going through so much stuff. We just didn't get to, you know, process stuff. We just had to keep going, you know, mm -hmm. and just keep walking. And um, when that when I, I just walked off stage and was going to my car and said, hey, just heard that Clay, you know, Clay Bether was murdered. And, and, and just now at the club, it, I'm like, oh my God, it's like, a, you know. It's yeah, like, it's close. And, and I just went like into this shock like it was Alex, like it was the same thing. It was the same thing. And so I immediately, you know, started praying. I just kept praying. You gotta, Lord, you gotta get me back. You gotta get me with Casey. You gotta, I've been through this, you know. I don't know anything, but I know everything. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta be with him. Lord, what, what do I gotta do? What do I gotta do? And I, and I just prayed and I meditated and I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited. And I swear I got this, I got this answer back and it said, and it, my answer was walk back, you know? And I'm like, whoa, walk back, you know? I just kept praying about it and, every, and, and the same two words would come into my head, walk back. And I didn't know what that meant, you know? I wasn't sure what that meant. And, and uh, you know, went to the funeral I saw Casey and then, yeah, I love Casey. You know, and all, all, you're all, we're all there. You know, it's it's kind of like being at a number one party, right? Because like <laughs> oh, it's all of our buds, you know. So like, many, yeah. So part of yeah. like is forgetting. Be my awards, right? And part of me is like knowing too that it's okay. He, he's okay. He's gonna. He's making it good for us, you know, so we can get our shit together when we when we so we can get up there. Yeah. You know, we still got a long way to go. We don't think we do, but we got a long way to go. Like Casey says, I have one kid that I'm sure that's okay. That's <laughs> exactly. it. I have three or more. Yeah. And, and I said, how you doing, buddy? And he said, man, when I saw you, Steel, he goes, Steel, when I saw you smiling, when you came, when you came in smiling with that smile, man, I knew I was going to be okay. And, and, I, and, and I was like, wow, that's huge. And, and, and it, was, it was the funeral and all that. And, I kept hearing walk back, walk back, walk back, right? So it's this crazy story. Um, it's a crazy, crazy story, buddy. <laughs> so Stormy Warren, y'all, you know Stormy. Yep. We've all known him for years. Um, he's been my buddy forever. And so Storm I'll always send Stormy my um, songs. You know, like, 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 hey, what do you think of this song? And he always loves getting them. He, so I sent him this song. It's like seven minutes long. <laughs> and I was like, this just thing I, I was thinking I was doing it. And he texted me back. Oh my God, Steel. This is the best freaking song you've ever written. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, dude. It's seven minutes long. It's just all verses, you know? And like he goes, I'm telling you, this is so, this is amazing. You know, and 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 I'm and I'm like, thanks, buddy. And he's like, you gotta get this to Eric Church. And I'm like, come on, you know, Eric. If anyone will do a seven-minute song, it's probably Eric Church. So well, yeah. but he's not going to – he really doesn't cut other people's uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and, and that's all that shit. And, and, and um, I said, I haven't talked to Eric in 10 years, man. I, I, I don't even know if I have a new number on him. Blah, blah, blah. Stormy sends him the song without me knowing about it. And the next day I get, you know, maybe contact – maybe Eric Church. <laughs> 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 like – 
shit. You know, pull like, the dust off of that. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> uh, Eric? And he's like, steal. And he's like, man, Stormy Warren just sent me this song. I'm like, oh, shit, he sent him this song. I can't believe it. And, he, and he's like, dude, I'm, I'm writing songs for my album right now. You got to come up here and write some songs with me. I said, dude, I'd be honored. Are you kidding me? And, and yeah, I, what do I need to do? He goes, uh, jump on the bus at the Walmart in Antioch <laughs> or, or uh, Mount Juliet. Uh, Mount Juliet. And I'm like, okay, midnight. Uh, it's a crew bus. Just jump on it. Come on up to North Carolina, blah, blah, blah. We'll write some songs. So I told Steph, she goes, oh, man, you got to go. You got to go. It'll be great. You know, um, go do it. Do it. Do it. It'll be good for you. You know, go do it. And so like, all right. So I, I, um, Sunday, Sunday night, I'm driving up to, um, get an Uber and I'm going up to, uh, Mount Juliet to get on the bus, the crew bus to go to North Carolina to write a song with Eric Church. <laughs> and it's Super Bowl Sunday. So, you know, it's the year of the 49ers, 49ers. Super Bowl and, and CJ's CJ's backup quarterback and, and Casey's um, oldest son. Yeah. yeah. His oldest son is, is in, at the Super Bowl. So I know that Casey without even thinking about that, you know, and, 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 I, and it's, it's almost midnight and I walk up on the bus and sprawled out. It's Casey with that big smile on his face. It's just sprawled out, you know, and <clears throat> I'm like, wasn't this Super Bowl tonight? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I just flew in to ride up. And I just, I just looked up. I was like, thank you, Lord. Like, like, what are the chances that on, on Super Bowl? I mean, I, 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 just hooking up anyway, but on Super Bowl Sunday at midnight. A he, guy whose son was at be, the Super Bowl pl and playing. Yeah, he should be still there in my, it was Miami, I think, I, where it was. And. He should still be there, but he was in Mount Juliet on the bus with me right after the game. It was literally a couple hours, after, you know, right after the game. And, and, and um, <laughs> so I, I know that was real. I know that was an answered prayer. And so, so check this out. So all those years, you know, not years, but all that time I was praying, um, um, walk back kept hitting me. And here I was with Casey on the bus and, and, you know, we're, 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 we're talking and laughing and crying and all that. And he starts talking to me and you know what walk back was? This is so crazy. Walk, walk back was Casey fresh on his mind. This has just happened, right? He was, he was healing me. Mm-hmm. 15 years later, mm -hmm. he was taking me through a process. I don't even know if he knew he was. Because you never took the time to grieve. I, I, and I was living, and I was, I was, it was coming, you know, the trauma was, I was feeling, I was feeling it in my health. I was, it was taking over, you know, um, um, and it was the first time, um, I can't, I, I can't even tell you how, and this is, you know, this is last year, 21, so, this is all these years later, um, all these windows, blessings. You know, and that, that was the thing when I got sober, I, well, there's no blessings. There's no blessings in any of this. And, and, and you got to walk down the road. Away. You got to walk. You got to just walk. It's like, trust me, walk, elevate, stay up here. Try to, you're going to go down. You're going you're gonna to slip up. Try to stay up here with me and watch what I do and watch what I do for you. Um, and Casey, Casey, um, he walked me back to it. He walked me back to my fire. And, and, um, I can't even, I can't even tell you the, um, 
shit was falling off me like 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 you know like in the cartoons those big like like uh uh uh, uh those metal like uh, uh weights you know what i mean like like uh, this is a million pounds here and a million yeah, yeah, yeah. like and they're you know and they're like falling off me like shit was falling off me i was like floating and i'm on a bus riding up to north carolina from a walmart you know fuck man and 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 um so here I am sitting with you right now, and, and it's like, it's a constant walk, and, 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 and I do believe that we're picked some, there's a plan, it got to be a plan to it. I mean, we're picked. I mean, guys like us are communicators, and we know how to, we know how to reach people. Uh, we have these gifts that, that we, we know how to put stuff down. Um, um, I mean, we're not more special than anybody else, but I do think that we get kind of, we get, we get chosen for these things, and, and the whole idea is that, like I said earlier on, like take this, um, take this, uh, um, this pain and, and this suffering and, and spin it, man, and, and start to do some alchemy and spin it into good shit. Casey kind of alluded to, but I, I talked to him here and he kind of alluded to like somebody, you know, cause Casey's by the way is a spiritual giant and always makes me feel closer to God. Just being in the room. Just being in what the a room. guy to walk you back. Like he, he, he spent, he and Susan took us to breakfast like a month after. And it was like this, I was just bawling at the breakfast. Yeah, absolutely. They were just there with us just in the moment. And we, and then, you know, a year and a half later, I, I actually texted him. I said, man, I didn't even dawn on me that it had only been six months for y'all. I felt like, well, you've been through all this. You know what I mean? And they hadn't been through, I mean, it's six months. They hadn't even been through mean, anything. Brand new. It was brand new. And they had like, they would do that. But with, with, with Casey, uh, like walking, walking back through that thing, and and having having the kid kindred spirits that we have, um, it just kind of makes it obvious what what God's plan is for me, and it is to share this grief and the road so, out of it with everyone. So cool, brother! It's and it's so there's cool. there's no if you share it, it dissipates, and it just there's very few things that I think for sure are happening. But man, nowadays it's like yeah, this is the road, and I'm. Like you ever heard the wear life like a loose garment thing? And you know, man, life is looser on me than it's ever been. And then stop trying to act like you know what just happened is another great one I like. We don't really know, and it doesn't mean that every day is perfect. But no, overall, the purpose I see the end as like a a positive because we're all we're going. Yeah, we're going. And you know, I was telling my mom just passed away, and and she was ninety nine and a half. And you know, I'm getting you know, I'm so sorry. I was smiling. I was smiling and thinking and, and thinking like, you know, that, okay, I don't, I'm not telling anybody, I'm not preaching to anybody, but what do you think, you know, what do you believe? You know, what do you believe? Like, like, because it's impossible to think that that end is going to come. It's impossible to think it's going to come for most people. You know, it's like, you're just going through the damn day every damn day and you're, just trying to get through your damn day, you know, just trying to get through a damn day. Um, and it's usually a tragedy that snaps you into like going, oh my God, there's, there's more here than just a damn day. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I think that's the, that's the whole thing to this is like, you, you, you're trying to, uh, you're trying to get there and you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to stay elevate and you're, and you know, you know that you're all going to end up back together because if you don't, we're all, we're all going to die. Right. So like, 
if you don't believe that there's some kind of thing for this soul to go, whatever you want to call it, if you if you're not going to believe, then um, why would we try at all and not just rob banks and and, and but try- but when you're kind of seeing it right now, you're seeing like you know pushing trying to push faith out of the picture a little bit, and we're seeing what happens when that it's out of the picture. Everybody is scared shitless. I just don't want to die. I'm willing. I'm willing that you can lock me in my house for a year. Yeah, I just yeah. don't want to die. Yeah. I just want to live, and I, and I just want. I don't care if you take all my freedom away. I just want to live. So lock me up and until this is all over. You and I are at the airport licking the, the hand dryer. You know yeah. what I mean? I like literally. I dare you. It's, it's amazing, but it's yeah. You're right. We'll we'll get so it, yeah. We we'll, we'll get so caught up in it, but it's like you know what? You are gonna. Go. You are gonna die. So you gotta I, think. Like, I I'm mean, not, uh, you know. Again, I'm not trying to convert you, but I'm just trying to say, hey, I'm feeling it, sorry it, for it, you if you're not converted. Thought, you know, it's worth a good thought to say, you know, what what am I doing? What am I doing here? And 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 am I still chasing these things? They're just ultimately human things that are dead end roads. They're all dead end roads, you know. And in God's plan, like I I, I asked Michelle when this happened, I said, would you rather miss the next 30, 40 years with Sage and spend eternity with him? Or, or get, you know, more out of this. And yeah. this is so fast. A day will be like a thousand years and a thousand like a day. I mean, I, I really would love to go back and start m- my career, my marriage, my adult life over oh, with, well, with the perspective of this is well, not that big of a deal. Of course, but you're made to have to do it this way. It makes you a better man. It makes you a stronger person uh, and, and makes you a better mentor to others um, to have that pool of experience now. Um, and like I said, like people say, hey, you ever, you know, all the stuff you've done in your career, you have a lot of regrets. I said, yeah, I got, I got tons of regrets. And they're all based around basically my family because I spent so much time on the road. And, um, but, but they're regrets, but I don't regret them. Do, you know what I mean? I was like, gonna I, like, say, is there a better word than regrets, regrets for them? Because I don't regret them. I feel, I feel, a, a, yeah, because I don't, I don't want to say regrets because they got me here. Yeah. And maybe it's so, the wrong word. So but you I, know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't regret them because that, I mean, the road is the road. The road is the road, and 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 you don't know what hand you're going to get dealt. And 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 uh, I, I, I almost feel um, I'm not going to say worse is not a good word, but like it, it, for for people that don't have a profound experience that wakes them up and shocks them out of their system and makes them think about something a little higher than themselves, I I think that that that's that's almost worse a little bit i don't know i don't know you know i I can't i mean it seems like this crazy like almost an arrogance of 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 pain but if you haven't been through if you haven't had your puppies run over you don't have an addiction problem you haven't had a tragedy in your life i have a hard time relating to you at this point in my life now teenage kids i relate to them because i really feel you know went with some buddies and spoke at arch academy which is the cumberland heights teen program the other night it was great in this room full of room full of sages did two of them in a row and it's just there's there like they look they all look like him and they reminded me of him and i told them and they and they listened and they were kind and they thanked us for being there it was really cool um i don't even know where i was going with that but it's 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 there's so much to uh that we can that we can do in, in these moments, and then there's also there's also 
so much that we can't do. And when God is in control and, and I can let that be, it's, it's, it sounds so corny because I grew up in Baptist church. And I don't even want to, when you say it like that, but that is the truth. Like, what are, why are we going to church and spending and tithing and all these? It's, is it this process of this life or do we really believe what we believe? If we do, we should be able to get over this tragedy. We should be able to, to see the joy in it and be happy for where they are. And I have moments of that. And then I have, you know, moments where I just straight miss them. Yeah. Um, gosh, there's so many, there's so many things to hit on because, you know, the alternative, you know, for me was just, you know, to just slowly just kind of take my life, you know, you know, you know what I mean? That's, that is such a stark, and, and, and it's not like, that's not the I hope, but that when you, when you just look at that for what that is. So this tragedy is either going to make you slide down into the gutter as far as you've ever gone, or it's going to rise you up. And, and, it, and, it, and it's, and it's just, just the simple straight effect that you're looking at that now that everything else has been cleared out of your path. And, and you're seeing that and you're seeing that and you're just going, okay, okay. What am I going to do with my life here? Where am I going to take my life? And why, why okay. You forget the, why this happened to me. You know, it happened to him. Yeah. I know you can't go to God and go, you know hey, I mean? you don't know how this feels because he does. <laughs> you know, th this happened to you so you can, you can, and I'm seeing it like, like I was telling you before, like I get on stage, it doesn't matter where I am and I'll bring it up and invariably there's going to be one, two, maybe five, depending on however big the crowd is. It's going to be that many people that want to um, talk to you about their situation. Yeah. They want to know how to start a charity and that's, and, and or they want to know how, what to do. I said, here's what you got to do. I said, you got to do whatever you can to make it good. You got, you got to make it good for your, your boy, for your girl, whatever, whoever it was. Start something. You don't have to try to start a big chair. Do something in their honor. Do something that elevates you to God. Do something that just, just do something that lifts things up. God knows that everything going on in this world right now is just such shit. And it doesn't take very much shit 24-7 Look at what we're looking at right now. And then you think, can you imagine if the same amount of people had had even a half a day, one half day, we had all the people in the world thinking positively or praying? I think, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we, we come up off the ground. We've never done, people just don't do that. It's because we're human and we're down here in the shit. We're down here in the shit and, and we have to try to elevate because- we're down. This is why we don't see people doing like there's a lot of great people doing great things in the world, but they're never advertised. They're never, you know, what I mean, the, those flags don't get waved, and, and people get bored watching it. Yeah. People want to see drama. They want to see all the drama. But can you imagine if, if if we had a conscious effort to actually keep it up there? What what a difference it would make in the whole entire planet. But that's you know those. Are I have crazy. trouble bathing in the negativity now. Like it just oh, bathe, yeah. I, it'll it'll hit me and I'll participate for a moment. And I've literally had to end some conversations recently with people I love and go. I can't be that negative right now. I, not, what no we're talking about, I don't care enough to be negative about. And I'm typically a negative you know kind of guy. But the the petty. By the way, most of it is like you said. It's all bullshit. Most of most of what we're doing, like. Um, financially, like we're having financial stress. <laughs> One of my, my youngest son the other day said, Dad, I'm just worried. I mean, he's getting ready to start college. He's 18. He graduated from high school. Not a care in the world. Sweet, good-looking kid. And he was, you know, he's ready to go. And uh, 
He said, I'm just worried I'm not going to make enough money. And I said, tell you how to make enough money. Just don't care what anyone thinks. Yes. Because you're not going to work. You're not going to starve. You're going to have a home. You're going to have a car. You're getting ready to go start college for free that I'm paying. If you don't care what anyone thinks, you've made enough money. You you will be fine. You're a hard worker. You're, we It'll get all fall into place. The, the competition is now for for me is with like me. If there's a competition, like I um, it's funny with the with the uh, with the emotional pain came the, I don't know when yours came with with the like the physical, but I got okay with physical pain. I started. I do everything a little better now. Everything. Father, husband, uh, listener. I may not be great at everything, but I'm better than I was. And that went for like, just just when I when I work out, I'm like, yeah, I can take more, way more pain than I thought I could because it's not going to kill me. And the, the benefit of that pain, and by the way, if it kills me, good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's a trump card. There's a trump card but to see, play on the world. See, now you saying that, you saying that, it's like, oh, he's, he's freaking crazy. He wants to die. It's like, well, it's not that it's like, like, you know, now uh, we're all going, we're born to go, w whatever the deal is, we came through to go out. And, and, and the, your realization of that is, is, it's shocking to most people because it's like, why would you not want to survive? I have a small AA group full of healthy men that are really trying and they were, you know, talking about health things. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Then like, why are you trying to live forever? You with the working out? I go, no, not at all. That's, I, that's no, how I am. I'm I mean, hoping I die of a heart attack in the gym. Like, well, people are like, God, I can't believe, like, you ride that bike every single day. I go, yeah, every single day. Like, well, what are you? What, what are you you're like, well, you, well, you, you look like you're in pretty good shape. I said, yeah, I, feel, I went through some shit, but I feel I feel pretty good, and I feel probably better in my life right now than I have in a long time. And 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 um, um. Uh, it, it's, but it's not, it's not like it's not to live forever though. Well, yeah. And, and it's not the workout. It's like, it's, it's a Zen. It's, it's a, um, it's a, it's a, it's a place not to think about the crap of the daily world, mm -hmm. focus in on some great memories, uh, focus in on things I want to do, things I want to be, things I want to try to reach for. Um, still, you know, I think the best years of a man's life are his 50 to 70 to eighties. I mean, those, those are the strongest years and the, and the, and, and the best, uh, um, um, what's the word? I, I, it, like, like, you know, the formation of who you are yeah. on this earth. This is your best time now to really show your best. You've, you've, you've got all this wealth of knowledge behind you now, you know, or you're still running down the road doing the stupid say, shit. You've earned whatever you're getting now. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're an, an, an unhealthy, broke <laughs> yeah, that. And I think, I think I was on my way to it. I think true greatness in men comes later, way later in life. Like, like the, the and and that's why you go through this shit. And 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 it's it's not on purpose. You know, you, you know, you got a lot of talent, and you got a, and you got a great voice. And when I say great voice, you obviously you sing good, but I mean, no, I mean your communication ability and all that uh, with what you do and with with your gifts, and and you get chosen. I believe we get chosen, and and. And we and we get we get a choice whether we want to try to make something great out of it or go. Oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm you know I'm just going to be sad and and, yeah, and that's I the can't... point I was going to make earlier that I missed that I lost my place on. Casey was talking about some of the songs that he had written. And he's like, God, why did I write these, these, these stupid drinking songs? It didn't mean anything, whatever. And he's come to the realization that the, those songs that, by the way, make people happy and it's it's fun. And it's all I write about it, whatever. It's exactly. all good. I'm an expert, by the way, on drinking. I'm not going to quit writing about it. But <laughs> he, he, came, <laughs> he came to the realization that the songs were a platform 
The songs were the platform exactly. to be the guy that says, oh, so by the way, we're, we're nothing special, but we do something that gives us a platform. And I realized that whatever this has been has given me a, a platform to do something that I need to do now to survive. And, and it's funny, the three S's in a man's life, whatever, survival, success, and significance. We're in the significance portion. And, and um, I, it's, if it doesn't matter, it just doesn't matter now. I just can't, like, I, I couldn't do, I couldn't do anything just for the money now. It would, I mean, what I'm, what I'm finding out now too, this is kind of a, it's a little bit of a sidebar, but it's, but, it, but it's, it's, it's in the scope of where we are here today. But, um, so, you know, big cycler, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm cycling one day in Brentwood, you know, where the REI is in Brentwood. And, um, I don't really have to go to the REI, but I decide that I'm going to stop by there and pick up some, you know, protein bars or something to finish my ride up before I get home. It's like, it's like a 45 mile ride or something. And I'm, I'm almost done. I got 10 miles to go. So I don't really need to go there, but, but I just, I said, oh, I'm just gonna drive by. So I, I ride my bike over there and I get off and, and there's this guy, um, uh, and he's on this contraption of a bike. Uh, it's, it, it looks like it weighs about 250 pounds and it's got a trailer on it. And it's got this big yellow handmade sign that says, it, it, give somebody a smile today. And he's, he's completely disheveled, and he's got this huge Rip Van Winkle beard and he's like, just disheveled. And he's, you can tell he's sweaty. And, and, and I, I see him as I ride up, I'm getting off my bike. I'm in my spandex, you know, <laughs> you know, looking sharp, you know, looking clean and tight, you know, and, and, uh, and I snap off my helmet and I see this guy sitting there. I go, what's up, bro? And he's, he's like, hey, man. I said, where are you riding in from? And I, I'm looking at his bike going, wow, this guy's a trip. And what's his freaking story? He goes, oh, Chattanooga. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I just got in from Chattanooga. Oh, I said, on that? He goes, yeah. No, I said, I'm like, no fucking way. He's like, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude. He goes, he goes I'm, I'm riding cross country. I said, now I'm just intrigued, right? I'm like, I go, well, what, what's up here? He goes, well, man, my ear mattress is messed up. Uh, I, it went flat on me and I, I don't have my, and, and my Venmo. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So, you know, so I said, what do you need? I'm like, he goes, man, I just, I, he goes, I'm so, he goes, I, dude, I swear I'm not like, he goes, I just need a mattress and, 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 and I, a mattress pad thing and, and um, a couple of little things. And, and I said, I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you. He's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, man. So I, you know, started asking more questions. And he, so check this out. So he um, tells me, I said, so why, why are you in, coming in from Chattanooga? He goes, well, I'm, I'm a veteran from the Afghan war. It's okay. PTSD and all that. And he goes, I tried to kill myself four times. And um, on the fourth time, my buddy got me on a bicycle and it, Zen, it zen me out and it got me in this zone. He goes, so my first thought was, he goes, I went from riding five miles, 10 miles, 100 miles a day. He goes, he goes, I'm going to go ride across country and raise awareness for military vets who are contemplating suicide. Um, and not going across country, he's doing this. He's going up and down, 22,000 miles on this 400 pound contraption of a bike. It's dragging a trailer. He's dragging a bed, bed, like a bed trailer that he can kind of sleep in in the back with all of his other shit. You know, he kind of rolls on a mattress thing. Crazy, right? But he, but he, but he's keeping himself alive while he's going out and talking to these vets, trying to prevent them from taking their lives. So he's, he's doing, and he's doing it for nothing. He's doing it for nothing, for donations. He's sleeping on the side of the road, 
every night, like in some random spot off the, off the interstate. And so he's telling me this story. I'm like, it's Memorial Day weekend. Just happened to be Memorial Day. I said, you're staying at my house this week. So I brought him and he stayed at the house. We became fast friends. He didn't know what I did. I didn't tell him. You know, I didn't tell him none of that. I, How does your wife like that when you bring home? She's like, what the, you know, and, and, and he looked, he just looked like, he was like, his hair was going all different directions. And, but he was this amazing guy, right? Yeah. And so I had just like started this prayer group as part of my, you know, healing and stuff. And there was like, you know, 50, 60 guys in it at the time. And, and I said, man, uh, I said, man, you, want, you ought to get in my prayer group. I put you in my, he goes, oh man, I'd love to be in your prayer group. Blah, 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 blah. So I put, I put him in this text prayer group and, and all of a sudden everybody knows about Lieutenant, his nickname is Lieutenant Dan, like the character. Um, his name's Dan. And, and, and so that's, he becomes like this fixture in the prayer group every night. We're watching him go cross up and down all over the nation. I mean, God's work, man. And, and, you know, little things like that, you're looking and going, wow, this guy, how do you do this? How do you give up your life completely like that guy and, and just go help? I find myself envying him. You know what I mean? Right? And, and, right. and so he became like, like the darling of this. Like, we're all like, okay, what's Dan doing? Oh my God. And so check this out. So he's in Arizona. He's got about, I don't know, maybe 2000 miles ago. He's going to go down Arizona, then back up to Seattle and then back down to El San Diego and be done. His last kind of leg. He gets hit, hit and run um, in Arizona on a highway at 70 miles an hour. It's 70 miles an hour, and, and that little trailer saved his life because it smashed the trailer up, which then smashed into him. He, he, I mean, when he showed me the injuries to his legs and his, oh, my God, dude, he was, sent, he was putting pictures on the group showing the, it, it was unbelievable. So he's, he rides this bicycle contraption on the highway. Yeah. And so he's life-flighted to Dallas. I think, no, to Flagstaff, and then they took him to Dallas. I'm making a long story. Sorry, buddy. Um but anyway, just to make the point of all of this, um, that prayer group was just, was just kind of this thing during COVID to kind of get us all thinking positive and do good stuff. And, you know, because it was, you know what I mean? It was, it was that. All of a sudden, we're on this mission. All 60, however many it was at the time. We're all praying every night for Dan. We're all praying just for him to live. Six months later, he's back on the bike in Arizona, right where he got hit. And he finishes the ride. He goes back up to Seattle. We're praying for him the whole way. Um, so, you know, and, and, you know, people will just go, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm just saying. That's why it's so important that we try to elevate ourselves. It's, it's, it's little things like that. And now, so that, that, then we ended up helping out his charity with our charity and making a donation and and, and there's all these spinoff things that have happened with him now where he's going out and speaking. And, and my point is like, you take, you take this tragedy, you take this unbelievable, uh, impossible to process thing that happened to you and you just keep walking with it, man. And you just keep meeting all these people. And like we do, we, we've met all kinds of people all through our lives anyway, but not, not, you know, superficially more than. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, yeah. like, like for most, most, for the most part, not all that, but. But but you start like you start getting into their lives and trying to see what they're doing, and then you're trying to lift them up and help them, and 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 through that little group, I just started finding little things for me that were like, you know, these are these are arrows going to all these amazing things, and it's all you can do. I mean, all you it's either you do that 
or you're caught up in the human traffic jam shit of everything going on every day and being depressed and just trying to get home at night and, and, and trying to make another, you know, you know, paycheck. You don't have the experience that you have and the tragedy that you've had. You don't find Lieutenant Dan is interesting. You just don't. The pe- like, I well, find that's cool. Yeah. Well, good for you. Uh, so, all right. Here's twenty bucks. One more sidebar. So, so you, so two, three years later, whatever. Since he's been in the group, whatever it's been, I play this show up in in Ohio, um, and 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 he gives me this hat. This, I think I, I don't know if I wore it in or not. Did I wear a hat in here? I don't know if I did. Anyway, it's called One Pedal at a Time. Is the name of his oh, charity. Wow. And then on the side it says Jeffrey Steele and Friends for my charity because we honored him that night. So he made me a hat. And I, this hat means the world to me because I feel like we were, he was brought to this prayer group because all this shit was going to happen to him. It's all how you look at it. Right. And so, so it, that hat means the world to me. And we all have a million hats. Right. And, and so I wore that hat to the gig and I was so proud you know, everywhere. I, I'm just so proud of that hat and so proud of him. And so and he's doing God's work. And I just, all this goes on and on and on. And, and, and um, somebody stole my hat at the gig. Somebody stole my hat at the gig. And no big deal, right? But I put it on the stage and somebody saw. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, cool. <laughs> hat. Uh, I'll take Steele's hat. And they stole my hat. Big fucking deal, right? So I, I told the guy at the end of the night. I said, man, this is just. This is, yeah. I was wearing his hat when I came in. And and I think somebody took it. Uh, and I had, normally I wouldn't really say anything, but I said, this hat. And I explained. This, I told him the whole, like I always do. Like I told him the whole freaking <laughs> <So> story <laughs> about Lieutenant Dan. Okay, I'll make you a new hat. Dude. So uh, it was, it, there's this, there's this charity ride that happens every year in Iowa across the state. It's, it's a yearly thing that happens every year. It's a bike ride. And they raise money for all these different charities. So I, I, and, and, and just in the whole, you know, praying for stuff and all that. And, um, I just kept praying that, that my hat would show up. It's like a stupid prayer, right? Four days later, the guy from the gig calls me up, the guy that paid me. And he's like, um, he's like, you're not going to believe this. I said, you found my hat? And he goes, I found your hat. He goes, the guy that stole it felt so guilty, um, that he, he brought it back to me today. So we're going to put it in the mail. He, he goes, but he goes, it's funny. Something, something happened. I said, well, what happened? He goes, he goes, well, he looked up the one pedal at a time thing on there and he, and he saw Lieutenant Dan's charity. Well, he so he asked Dan to come ride the state ride because Dan's like cross country cycle guy. He's like the guy, right? <laughs> He's got 22,000 miles experience. So they asked him to like spearhead, you know, the ride and donate to his charity, make awareness for what he's doing. And again, I'm spinning off here, but, but this is like the process of like, where do you go with all this stuff? Where do you go with all this shit that's in your head that you're, that all this bad stuff that you're living with every day? Cause it doesn't go away, but, but you just keep going, man, you just keep pushing it away and, and you just keep seeing the blue sky out there and you, you go, man, there's so many things that I can turn this into. It's like, a, it's like magic. It's like, it's like you're given this magic skill if you want it. Yeah, it, it the, all, it's all how you look at it. The fork is so, for, for you and for me, for, definitely for me, I can't speak for you, but I it just, just get in people in recovery, the fork is so obvious. Death, destruction. I wouldn't have drank and been the, the sweet guy at the and end of the bar. Oh, no, that man, he misses his son. And I, I would have yeah. ruined everyone's life. Everybody's. I'd have been in jail. You'd have been in jail if you knew me. It just. Oh, it me was, too. It me, just, me too. It was going to be so ugly. So that it's it's easy in a way. It's simple for us, not easy. Simple for us to make the choice. 
But as I take this road, it's like, uh, and I talk to you and I talk to Casey and I, and I talk to my dads that, that, that come over here. Um, there's a certain element of gratitude and the trust that God had in me that I could take this, this thing on and spin it off. And, and, uh, you know, on a bad day, I just missed my kid. That's just plain and simple. Never go. I don't expect it to ever go away. I'm, you're 15 years. It doesn't go away. But on a good day, I can be really, really confident where he is, happy about that fact that he's there, feel him all around me, and be cool with where I'm going. And that's, that is amazing because I'm Southern Baptist raised, terrified of hell, terrified of heaven, <laughs> terrified of death, terrified of your shadow. I mean, just everything. Um, and I, that's not a whole lot that I fear anymore. I'm just not, no, you know. I don't either. I, 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 um, I look at it now with really, I really do anything with open arms. I think once you and that's another thing too, once you do just kind of f start feeling that way and start believing that way, all that stress and all that anxiety just starts to, like I said before, it, it just falls off you and it, and it, it, it gives you strength. It gives you amazing strength. And I, I've seen now. I've just seen so many things that um, that just keep solidifying it. That like, you know, you get moments in your life where stuff happens, uh, and like, and, and it could be extraneously. Like, I saw this. Um, I was driving home one night, drunk, you know, before I got sober, and um, driving home from my studio, I just sit up there and drink and make tracks, just drink into oblivion, you know, and then kind of go home. Your yeah, home. Like, to go my eleven miles home. I saw this guy on one of those cafe racer bikes. He 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 went by me. This is the weirdest story. I it's kind of morbid, but he went he went by me well, at least 110 miles an hour on, on um 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 you know it um um uh, Barry Hill right there um uh, um oh what's the name of the uh, the club uh, the Melrose the Melrose you know what oh, Melrose, Melrose is yeah, 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 yeah so that street going going south towards Brentwood. So down Franklin Road. Oh, eighth, like, yeah, yeah. So he could, under the freeway underpasses, so he goes, he's like 110, 115 miles an hour. And I'm and I'm driving, you know, I'm driving. And I'm like, oh, jeez, golly, look how fast he's going. I mean, he was ripping. He was gone. Like, like, and then and then there's like a slow, like little tiny bit, bit of a hill embankment and, and the road. And I come up over the hill and I said, oh my God, I see this fire. He, he projectiled through the back of a car, like a car pulled out and turned right. And he projectiled through the car, through, it was like a Tahoe all the way through it and came out the windshield. Why am I seeing this right now? Yeah, my friend, why me? And I was the first guy there. I pulled up. Oh my I was God. the first guy there. And, and this car started pulling over, you know, and stuff like that. And people are calling 911. And this lady gets out and she said she's a nurse. And it's so weird, you know, but like this guy's, he's like literally doing this. He's through the windshield and he's kind of just like electricity in him. It's like, he's dying. You know, he's, and I grab his, I get out instinctively. I just grab, it was like, it was like me getting to say goodbye to my kid for a second. You know what I mean? Like, like I wasn't there. I wasn't there, you know, when it, when he passed. So I felt like I was just getting to hold his hand saying, and, and then for his parents, and his family that was about to lose everything. They're about to lose their kid. Yeah. You know, they're, about, and they're about to lose their kid. And, and I know what that's like. And I held his hand. This nurse goes, you need to get off there and leave him alone. I, just, I turned it. I just went, fuck you. <laughs> and I just held onto his hand. And, and then his hand started slowing down. And then it just stopped, you know. And he was gone. And, and the next day it was in the paper. And um, 
Um, two days later, two days later, I was driving home. It's so weird. Like at that time, I was in a really bad, 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 bad place. And uh, I was driving home down Hillsboro towards my house, you know, um, you know where um, Murray Lane is? Okay. Kind of farms there. And it's a two lane, two lane road. I was in, I had this car and I still got it, but I had this car. It's like, it's like just, you know, like, like 600 horsepower. Speed Damon. Yeah. It's a badass car. <laughs> Cause I was, you know, that, that was the other world I was in for. I still got it, but yeah, I yeah. don't drive it like I did. But I, I, I was just came home one night and I was drunk as shit. And, and um, I could hide it really good, you know? And I just, something came over me. And uh, like, again, I said this before I got sober, but I just, I just hit the gas. I saw this car coming up on me and it had like really dim lights and it's coming up towards me. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's just a fucking Toyota or something. And I'm like, and I just, the next thing I know, I'm like 110 miles. I'm just like ripping down that road. And the car with the dim lights was a sheriff. And, and, um, and I looked in my rearview mirror and the lights came on. And, um, I was shit faced. <laughs> and I saw him, I was, I saw enough to know that he was going to have to make a three point turn to come back and get me. And he couldn't just make a U-turn. Yeah. So when I saw him having to back up, I just hit the gas again. And I, and I, I just said, fuck it. And I rolled the dice and I, and I got to Murray Lane. I, I can't, you know, it's like a T. Yeah. 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 And I turned left. I said, okay, I'll just get over that hill. He won't even know where he went. I'm this car so fast. He's never going to, Right, so I went sliding around that hill and I jammed it and I went over the hill. And as I went over the hill, he was going by the uh, Hillsboro the other way. He didn't see me turn. So he was driving straight, but he could still see my taillights going over the hill. So he apparently had turned around. Yeah. So in my head, I am shit faced. Right? But in my head, I'm thinking, okay, all I got to do, this is how bad you get. This is how bad it gets. So I think all I got to do, man, I just got to drive down by you know, that Scales Elementary School. Mm -hmm. Just got to drive down there and uh, I'll make a U-turn and just come back the other way like nothing happened because I'm, I'm so far ahead of him. So I, I get around, I, I, you know, I turn around, I just make a quick U-turn and then I come back down the other way, like 25 miles an hour, like, how you doing? Just that, that, like an old man driving down the street and here he comes. Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't fool him. What kind of car is this car, by the way? Yeah, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I, was, I, was I knew that was you, you motherfucker. I knew that was you. Because um, it's probably something that stuck out. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, not. It was not like a exotic. It was not an exotic, but it was a really. Uh, it was a. It was a fast car. Uh, um, so he immediately U turns and pulls me over. Because he knew it was a black car. It was, well, I gave that away. <laughs> uh, a black, really fast car. So uh, <laughs> This guy's retired by now, by the way. So I, I was coming back from my studio in, you know, Nashville. So I had all my, I had a bunch of music charts from some stuff I was doing. So I, it's amazing how good you can lie when you get good at, you know. Lying. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you're under the, you You're know, doing it all the time. So yeah, and, and it's your job and yeah. you're, you know, you and so I've already got the whole thing dialed in. So he gets out of the car, he's all tattooed up. He's like this young guy, he's a big buff guy. And he's like, he's like, show me your, your license right now and your registration. I'm about to take you to jail. I'm like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? 
He's like, I know that was you back there. I didn't get your license plate, but I got you on my camera. And that was you going about 110 miles. I know that was you. And, and I, I, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you talking about? And, and, and he, he never, he never asked me to get out of the car you know, or check my breath or anything. Right. So I come. I'm telling you, you know what I mean? The dance the had become more of that wasn't me than uh, are you drunk or not? <laughs> he, he, and he goes, he goes, where are you coming from? I, I, and I, and you know, I, I was like, well, I was at, um, um, the studio. What was the one in Frank? What was the one in Franklin? We all used to go to, uh, uh the South Christian. Yeah. Um, the sound kitchen. Dean, uh, sound kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I thought we called it the sounds Christian. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, Dino. I, so I, that was my first, I, I said, I'm coming back from the sound kitchen. I just, you know, I'm, I'm a, in the music business and I'm, I'm producing this thing and I've got all my music right here with some autographed Carrie Underwood pictures for and, you. And he kind of looks down and he grabs my shit and he goes back to the car and he, he, I, I don't know how long it was, but it felt like a half an hour. <laughs> Felt like a hat and like he was calling in trying to find anything he could to take me in, like he knew it was me. And so he comes back and he he like literally throws it at me and, and he goes, I know that was you. I know that was you making that left turn. I go, What what are you talking about, Ossifer? And he and he gets in the car and he like peels out and he leaves because he he, he didn't have the get you. So and I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> and you would think at that point you'd be okay, God, that's enough. <laughs> and that was, that was a, that was one of my, that was the sealer. That was the, the, um, I just saw that accident and then I just did my own little, you know, drunken escapade thing. And that was, uh, I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I got to get help. I got to get help and I got to do it now. And I got to, uh, I said, I'm done. And, and, uh, it was so obvious to me what a piece of crap I was. At that moment, and 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 I, I said, I don't want to go out like this. Yeah. I don't want to be this guy. And and maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe the, maybe the in in because we all have our own life. We're all connected to all these people, and including our family. But at the end of the day, we have to live our own thing. You know, I can't say I'm living my life. It's all about my boy now. Of course, it is. You know, his memory and his honor and all that. But it's all about me too, having to be the best me. And, and, and I know now whatever was back there for me, um, um, he has made me, um, and God has made me like, I'm so much better person today. And, and, and God, I'm just trying as hard as I can to, to, to spread that to anybody I can. Like, like there's more to this thing than, and I hope you don't have to go through what I I've gone through. Cause it's, it's such a tripped up, messed up, screwed up road. You stumble into half the shit you do, right? Like we stumble into it. We don't know. And hopefully it's going to bring us a smile. And hopefully it's going to take one, that one little thing away that we don't want to see again. And it keeps coming back and coming back. So. And that is such a, it's a great, your perspective on it. It helps me so much. And, and, uh, and Casey's and just, I'm just, I'll be honest. I sit in a room with 10 dads that lost their kids or 15 or whatever it might be. And I look around and, and this goes for you. And I'm like, these are the, it gives me the break on, man, these are the best dads I've ever seen. These yeah. are great men. These are great dads. They love yeah. their kids more than I can imagine anyone loving their kid. And um, it makes me feel like I'm in good company. There is some kind of God moment with all of us and being together and the trust that he has. Um all right, so before we go, I, I always try to ask this question. It's kind of funny because it's kind of kind of be obvious, but um, 
part of it will be obvious and the other part, but like, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? And then what's the best thing that came out of that? And I, maybe we've spent an hour and a half answering that, but what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? And what's the best thing that came out of that? The only thing I, I see now is like, like, um, try to see now is that um, how I, I I let myself get away from myself is the worst thing that ever happened to me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let my boy's death be the worst thing that ever happened to me. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that a great thing. Because like I said, we know we're all going and, and, and um, I'm going to honor that. But it's, it's, I don't know how this whole thing gets laid out in front of us. I just know that um, um, where I was before it was not good. And, and um, where I am now is amazing. And I'm not going to say that his loss is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Um, but it's changed me in the most profound ways, um, the most profound ways. Um, I can't, it's so, and you know, it's, it's so hard to process and put those into words sometimes, like what it's doing to me right as we speak and just sitting here with you, you know, just, just, um, uh, the road, where the roads are now, where the roads are now. So I, 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 I just think the worst thing is, 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 and I think we all, we're all guilty of it, but it, it, and we can't help ourselves because we're humans, but we either get pulled one way or we get pulled the other way. And most of us down here get pulled the, the wrong way at some point. And how far and how bad is the question. And, and I'm, I'm just glad that um, um, through all of this, that, is, that, that has happened to me and my family, um, that we've really, we've really, We've really tried to make it a good thing for other, for other people. You and have. Just bring a smile and 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 um, you know, Billy Block, one of our my, one of my dear friends, um, for riding with years. both of his kids in a couple of weeks, which is unreal. Yeah, I'm riding with both of his great? sons. It's so insane. Yeah, Rocky and yeah. Grady, and yeah. and I, you know, Billy and I go back to L.A. in the early '80s and. Uh, you know, if, if you see somebody out without a smile, give him one of yours. That line he would always say to everybody, and <laughs> and um, and that's what um, I know that there's so much to that. You know, I see him now, him too. People that that I've lost close to me, friends. You know, Reed Nielsen, um, um, Billy, uh, Laurie White, um, some of the great talents here in Nashville that we've all become friends with, and um, and I and I just think I just think about them all a lot. I think about them all a lot. I really do. I like more than probably people think is healthy. I think about people that are gone. Oh, I definitely what's have going some. on? What what is it? Where what it's gotta be good, man. It's gotta be. I really say to myself, oh man, Sage got to meet Eddie Van Halen before I did. It literally goes through my mind that like clearly. I'm like, oh, definitely. Yeah. Like he literally is is hanging out with Eddie Van Halen. 
And uh, when Sage is a little bitty diaper boy, like like year and a half, two, three years old, whatever, that from that time, I had a box set of Stevie Ray Vaughan, and it had this video at the end, and it was him live at at some little fish house when he was. Oh, and God. Sage watched it over, over and over, over and yeah. sat in front of it and played in this diaper, and he was just this thing, and, and we had this connection. <laughs> And uh, I mean, he just, he loved Stevie Ray Vaughan. And then he grew, you know, he grew out of it and started playing baseball and Stevie Ray. But when he was a, like a toddler, man, he was, he loved Stevie Ray Vaughan. He sang the songs and he played it. And <laughs> it was just this thing. So and cool. um, I love hearing the it. other day, there's, I, I look underneath my, it's funny because that box set is no one, I don't even have a CD player no. or a DVD player and whatever <laughs> it is, but I can't ever oh, get rid right. of that. No. I never, I never know why I, it's there, but I can't get rid of it. So I'm looking, um, we were, my wife got a different carpet for my bedroom and, and I looked underneath the dresser and that box said it was sitting there and, and I haven't seen, you know, and I'm like, oh man, I haven't seen it. And just forever, sadly, I don't look under my dresser very often, apparently, but it's been years and I haven't seen that, the box that's like sitting in there. And then I go out to the, the guy, a little gym in the garage and I go out and, and I put iTunes on it. I just put like hard rock workout or something really generic, something it's not. And I put it on. I haven't heard it. Uh, Pride and Joy. And, oh, man. And it's Steve Ray Vaughan. On she the, my sweet little thing. thing. And it came on like it's the first song on. As I, when I mean, it was, another song was on when I put it on. And the next song that came on was Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. It's just a little, just a little, little quick reminder. Um, yeah, they're there. grateful, man. They're there, man. They're and, there. And, 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 you know, you know, you get, you're in this world now, this club, as everybody calls, you know, like you're in this really bad club, but, you know. Um, sometimes people will look at you and go, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know, man. No. That went, you know, you get, you get a peek inside that window and, 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 cause like I said, in the very beginning, you know, it all, we all go out. And, and, um, so now, now for me, it's like, how do you go out? How do you, how do you, you know, all the stuff, you know, all the, you know, I've been able to bless to do a lot of stuff in my career. Uh, the way I wanted to do it and and uh, fought for that. Um, that doesn't mean shit to me. I don't care about dying, but I care how I die. Yeah. That matters to me. I, that, that's it. I'll walk through the door if it's time, but there's some ways I don't want to die. It's very important to me. The the uh, It's kind of like the, being healthy until it goes, I, I'm not afraid of dying. I just want to do it the right way. Um, and, uh, and, and, and live and, the right way is part of that. And all that you really can do is, is you know, um, for whatever satisfies your ego, at the end of the day, all you can ever really do is when you go, it's, it's what the people say about how people loved you and cared about you. And, and, and it's cliched stuff, but it's so true. None of the other stuff is nothing. It doesn't mean anything. They don't talk about the cars. No. They might talk about a couple of the songs, but mostly they don't talk about the songs either. Man, what a great guy. I miss him. Or, ooh, he was rough, <laughs> you know. It's there. Well, I, I, man, thank you for doing this, oh, Jeffrey. You are honor, an absolute rock star and, a, and an inspiration. Thanks. You were before, uh, yeah. you were before, but man, now you're, 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 you're one of the greats on, on all fronts. And I don't, I don't give a, I don't give a shit about the music. Yeah. You know, you're great with that, but, um, how you have taken this road. And man, for someone three years into this, when I can look, cause I can look at some 15 year stories that really suck. And when yeah. I can look at your 15-year story and go, okay, okay, I can take that road. Um, that's more helpful than you know. And yeah, I, hey, man, and I want to have and one. It, and it does get better. And it, and and like I said, you're always going to have. Yeah. There's no way you can wipe that stuff away. But 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 
it's 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 how you choose to live it every day. And and the more good you bring to it, I swear it's a crazy. And it's again, it's cliche, but the more good you bring to it, it's like it just like it's like clouds unfolding and billowing up. It just keeps unfolding. Good keeps on. It's there. It's there. it's really there. You know, people don't take the time and just any on any level unless a tragedy happens to, to even know what that is. They, they're forced to chase it. Because you, like we talked about before, you're either here or you're here, right? Like you're forced to chase it. Like, like a lot of people just don't get to, uh, you know, get to that place. Maybe the crossroads never. isn't clear enough. Yeah. So, so uh, um, that's my, uh, my my wake up mission every day. Um, so many things have become uh, so much more important to me, and um, for my grandkids down to you, you know. Yeah. So, so real quick before we go, just to your 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 other children. You have yeah. your grandchildren. How old is everybody? Uh, uh, my oldest daughter, uh, Jessie, just turned 40. And uh, Casey, uh, can't say her age because she'll get mad, but she's <laughs> but she's two years younger than Jessie. <laughs> <laughs> so she's somewhere between 20 and, and 40. Then, and then Justine, my youngest daughter, is uh, 30. And uh, Alex would have been 30 this year coming up. So they, they were they were, they really were really close. Tight, yeah. They were a lot closer um, than any, than any of the kids. Um, but, um, yeah, so Casey has one daughter and then, uh, Justine, who, who we, we, we've come through a lot of, we're in a pretty awesome place right now. Uh, so proud of her and just so proud to see Grateful how she has gotten out of the darkest of the dark. Uh, and that's another thing. Talk about my dark and your dark. Everybody's, you know, she got into a world that was so hard for her to get out of. And, and, um, and, um, again, through my prayer group, I was feeling weird about her one night. There was a point where I just couldn't talk to her anymore because I just felt like I got to let her go. Uh, There's nothing I can do about addiction is addiction. And, 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 um, I just felt really weird one night and put a prayer in the group and said, man, I really feel weird things about my daughter. Uh, can we get some prayers tonight um, just for her well-being? And man, she, she texted me the next night and said, Dad, you got to come get me. You got to come get me tonight. Um, um, she was in a really bad situation and um, in a thunderstorm. Like, cliche. <laughs> and she was in Arkansas. In the movie, they would have thought you made the thunderstorm up. Yeah. And then uh, there turned out I, there's no way I could get there short of five hours, right? So I just happened to have this card from a driver I used when I, w- I flew into Little Rock to do a gig and I had a card for a driver. So I just randomly called him at three in the morning and said, is there any way, do you know where this location is? Can you please go look for my daughter? I said, please, I'm begging you. And he goes, oh yeah, I'll go do it right now. Like, like it was nothing, like, like that was his job today. <sighs> Praise God, he said, when he, I'm like, And he went and he found her, took her to a hotel room. I got her the next day. Um, It's been a year since that happened. And she's back here in Nashville now. And and that's amazing world. And we we had this, we had this family kind of get together, our our immediate family um, for the first time. And I can't even tell you since it happened, all of us together at the beach this year. Um, Um. do you feel like you had to let go before that was allowed to happen? Yeah, I had to leave her. Yeah. I had to leave her on the side of the road. It's tough. Yeah, I just, okay, it's going to happen again. And, and this one I know is going to happen, and I got to let it go. And I, you have no idea the tears. I was like, man, I, I and, and then you realize that you can't save anybody. Yeah. 
You can't, you can't do it. And, 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 and again, it's perspective. You know, people kind of look at you sometimes like, yeah, whatever, dude. I was like, but you know, yeah. And you're going to find out as you go, as you go on, something happens to somebody and then they come up to you and go, Hey man, what did you do? Uh, um, how did you, you know, or how did you quit drinking? How, you know, whatever that is like, yeah. like all of a sudden you're so strong <laughs> and all of a sudden no. you're not as kooky to them. And you're yeah. like, or like, yeah. whoa, whoa, he's, he's way out there thinking all that stuff. Like, okay. All right. Let a little life go back <laughs> in a while. That's- I mean, <laughs> when I talked to the Arch Academy kids the other night, I said, guys, I got a bad news for you. I got some good news because there's hope. But the bad news is the hurt's coming. The hurt is coming. You can either do the hurt now and put your pain into this program and experience the good after, or you truth. can do the good up front, but the pain is coming. We're you all going to get it. We're all going to get it. It's like a workout. You can put the pain in front and feel better later, or you cannot do the workout and put the pain later, but the pain is coming. And I said, here's the thing. And, and, and we were, uh, me and a couple other dads that had lost kids were talking to these kids. We're all in recovery and talking to these kids. And, and my buddy, John said, man, I'm really not here for y'all. I'm here for your parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I was like, that's so they good. Do, goes, they do. Please get your yeah. shit together. Because yeah. you got people that care about you have no idea how much they do. And, and that is, um, that's kind of, that's another credo. They're for the parents, they're for the kids. And uh, man, I could sit and talk to you all day about this. I, so absolutely. Good. And I, I, mean, and I, I well, uh, um, uh, but, but again, um, that, I think that the bottom line is that, that uh, we just have to keep doing it. And, and, uh, and 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 wake up. You and you, and you get to a point where you start waking up, and you're like, "Bring it." One I'm of my dads said the other like night. He, he said, uh, "He said at this point, and he's an older guy. He's in his he's in his later sixties." And he said, "Bring it hey, on." I'm in my sixties. Sixties. <laughs> you are so not the typical sixty-one year old uh, guy. I gotta tell you, just, somebody, <laughs> we'll get the jaws of life here to get you out of the seat later. <laughs> but he said, <laughs> but. This guy so said he funny. just kind of gets up every day and goes, bring it on. I've suffered the most that you can. Yeah. And can I just say something about you real quick is that over the years, I've known you a long time. We've known each other a long time, man. Um, you've always had a spirit, buddy. Um, um, a smile. Like, you know, you know what I mean? And I feel like I'm the same way. And I feel like there's a few of us that we know that are the same way. Um, we bring a spirit into the room um, that maybe we didn't know we had before. We just thought we were cool. <laughs> but we had a spirit we, we have a spirit that 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 uh precedes us coming into a room sometimes and you have that and 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 like casey said to me i get that same sense when i see every time i see you not your brother but every time i see <laughs> never your brother it's weird no <laughs> no no seriously it's really weird no <laughs> no it's really weird but when when you come in i i i, I just i just get that sense of 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 calm and 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 and, and so in, in the face of all your adversity, um, again, I think that's why sometimes it, I'm not saying that, you know, you get plucked out and chosen, but when things happen, I think it happens to certain people for certain reasons, because you do bring, you bring something else to people that, um, that lights them up. It lights them up. And, and now it's, it's harder for you to do, but it's still there. And I see it in you. And I, and I, and, and I, I just, I can pray that, you know, you, um, 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 just keep bringing that to people because you have no idea. You never have, a, when you walk up to somebody, you never have any idea what they've been through. Yeah. And it might be 10 times worse than what we've been through. We don't know. You know, we don't know. But but you carry that and you always have. And, and, and I love it. And, and don't let it, don't ever let it, 
You call me, whatever. whatever <laughs> right. We'll reignite that. You know that what I mean? Because because it's a powerful thing, and 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 it helps heal you too. Because yeah. because when when you see it, you see how it affects other people. It it kind of it kind of ricochets, but um, you have it when you walk in, and, and and I've always noticed that about you over the years, and and um, um, just. Just keep it because I've always, I see people come around you, man. They're always feeling good. You know what I mean? Like you always make people feel good. And now you're on this whole nother stage of it, you know, where, where mm -hmm. it's a whole nother level of trying to make people feel good. Um, and that's really all we can do. Yep. And, and I'm, I'm, I just wanted to say that before we. Thank you, man. My, my dad always said, uh, Brett and I said, don't ever stop being funny. You're not as talented as you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that is, uh, we've taken that to heart. But that, yeah, this, they, there's, there's a lot of smile and laughter left in our journey to the but, end. You know, you know, quick, my dad, my dad would always say, I got pretty good at doing Merle Haggard impersonations in, in the bar with my band. Yeah, I got pretty good at doing the, the songs, you know, and, and, and my dad, my dad would always dance by with my mom. They would two-step by and my dad would go, sound pretty good, son. I'm like, thanks, dad. <laughs> He'd come by the second time. He'd go, you know, you're only going to ever be the second best Merle Haggard. <laughs> Yeah, he'd always say so. He'd always like get me with something. Just, like, couldn't just leave the compliment yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they got a harder. We do it still. Yeah, but even that, even that, like the try hard in like even that, like like don't give up. Yeah, don't give up on on this thing. Um, let it let it end the way it's going to end, and and don't give up on it, and keep doing your best to uh, uh, heal others. And 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 um, I just I wanted to say that to you because you you really do carry that light with you i appreciate it i appreciate it I, I i mean that that's i feel like it's a completely different like the last two years and four months or whatever is a completely different <clears throat> level of everything in me but I, I didn't really ever notice much of what was going on other than what i kind of wanted out of it yeah. i was in recovery and i helped people want to do it but um man just seeing straight being able to see straight through to your soul sitting here versus that's Jeffrey. He's great. Everyone yeah. loves him. He's funny and good looking, and he sings great, and he writes great songs. <laughs> there's just that. There's some, there's a, an element of that that we just you can see through now, and and I hope yeah. that the element in me is no longer what I do for a living or what you know. And I like, think that's the trick. Yeah, that's the trick. But that that's what you're getting back to who you really who you really are, and and that. And that thing that people need to see right now that that are going through similar, you know, and, and um, yeah. Well, man, you help a lot more people than you think. I appreciate you, well, dude. I appreciate that. All I right, do. let's do this again sometime. <laughs> All see right. if we can go a little longer. How long do we go? Wait, how long, long do we go? Do we get two hours in? Yeah. I was waiting uh, for the for the tape to go. <laughs> I love it. Huh? About hour and forty minutes. Hour and thirty minutes. Hour and forty-five. That's not bad, right? I guess I would appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. Man. That was great. That was so good. I would say you could be a speaker, but I guess you are. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I mean, there's enough TV shows to dig, but wow, yeah. Was... Well, I don't know. I just, you to, though at some point, I just kind of went, you know what? I just got to brace this thing and just, and just like bring it to people because I know there are people are out there hurting. Stopping caring what everyone thinks literally makes people think better of you. It's ironically, because we don't really want them to see that thing that they're really going to like. We want them to see that thing that they'll envy. We don't really want people to like us. We want people to envy us. And then we get here where we are and, and we want people to like us. And it doesn't mean because it's not in some needy way. I don't need people to envy me anymore. Um, 
I don't like buy a car based on their envy for me. You know what I mean? It's, I used to yeah. always do that. Well, they need to envy what I'm, that's not really the. I think, you know, you get a rare taste of what it really is, what this thing really is by having to go through these things. And, and um, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm almost like to, to your last question, like I'm almost happy that um, um, however this all, I, I, I try to think about, I wish I had said something about this, but try to think about Well, no, no, no. You know, like <laughs> it, if, if, well, if my boy was alive and it never happened, I'd be the biggest piece of shit right now. I mean, you wouldn't, but. But you know what I mean? I, I, I'm a good guy. But you stopped by the I'm motorcycle guy, but you and know held the guy's hand, you know, in your worst yeah, day. I know. Uh, but, 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 yeah. but, 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 I, but I was caught up in, in, in the, in the game of it all. And, 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 you know, we all get, you know, it's, it's right there in front of your face. And like you said, it's all celebrated. Um, but if he, if he was still alive, I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe something else would have, would have happened down the road. You know, maybe there's be some other life changing thing. That, that, that got you to a place where you could see above yourself for a second and get over yourself for a second, that kind of thing. And, and I think um, that's why it, I don't call it the worst thing. I, I want to say that's the worst thing that ever happened to me, but. No, I love that. I'm still actually, alive. <laughs> you know, so who knows? Like, yeah, 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 it's the worst thing so far. Yeah, I mean, Simpsons God thing. dang, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, it, it, you have to make it good. Yeah, no, I'm, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's a great, that's a great answer because the truth is, I don't, there, sounds crazy, but they, I will have moments of gratitude that he's safe. Same thing, and that's what Casey. He's not physically safe, he's safe from like the devil. Not that, but the devil, he's literally safe from the dark. And he's with everybody ever loved and lost and all and all the, all the whatever you go back to, the people you don't know, he knows everybody. He knows back, you know, as far back as it goes, he knows, he knows how we all got here and how, you know, like where it all, you, know, you gotta, you gotta believe it because if yeah. you, if you don't, how tragic to not. I mean, to think that what you're just living live for it. now. Yeah, it's, it's you can have that. I mean, I don't care what anybody says to me now. You can have it. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you too can find the good in grief.